All right, you guys, podcast time. We got the equipment and the perfect business plan. Give our show away for free and tell no one how to find it. Ready? This is the Louisiana Saturday Night Podcast, and this is Robert and April. What up? Bitches! What's up? It's Saturday night. It's another night to get drunk, make excuses, because, well, we all know that we can't go anywhere or do anything. So, we're live tonight again, and uh, we have a special guest on with us tonight. We have Mr. Nicholas Rue uh, on with us from uh, the podcast Drunkology. How you, do- how you doing, Nick? Hey, how's it going, everybody? So, we're going to be uh, talking to Nick for here for a few minutes. So, why don't you tell us about Drunkology? I know I've talked about it before, and I've, pay- I've played a-, a-, a couple of clips on my show before. Why don't you just give us a rundown about what it's about? Yeah, so it's kind of funny. Um, Drunkology actually has come along um, from the beginning stages. It was supposed to be like uh, a pregame podcast, Um, you know, but that wasn't exactly uh, the best way for us. Um, So we turned it into more of like um, we would just drink and talk about whatever. Um, But then we, you know, just evolved it. Um, We talk about the hottest topics in news and pop culture. Um, and then we review um, new restaurants that are going up. Like I was just in Chicago and we reviewed a new hamburger place. Um, we reviewed new kinds of alcohol and booze. Um, so it's one to just, you know, relax. You know, I work in an office all day and it's a, it's a podcast for, you know, just sit back, relax. And if you can drink, come along with it, you know, come along with us. So you work in an office, so you probably need a drink at the end of the day. <laughs> Oh, yes, very much so. So the last couple episodes I listened to, y'all were trying different things. Is that a a normal normal day on Drunkology, or y'all just get a bunch of different drinks and try different kinds of drinks? So usually we have, per episode, we review a restaurant, um, and then we review a new type of alcohol. Um, There are... In the last couple episodes, I will admit that we, we had a couple, like we tried a few kind of did different kinds of alcohol. Um, but yeah, most of the time it is, uh, we always try some kind of new booze and some kind of new food and review it. Okay, awesome. And where are y'all located? Uh, we are in Michigan City, Indiana. Um, it's right on the bottom of Lake Michigan. Um, it's about 45 miles from Chicago. Okay. So well, I hear y'all, t- about I heard hour y'all t- talking about Chicago. I thought y'all was in Chicago for some reason. Yeah, no, we're we're about an hour and 15 away. It's okay. Con- it's actually considered Chicagoland. Um, so, like, I actually have no idea whoever runs for anything in Indiana because all of our um, campaign and commercials are all Chicago-based. So is it a, is it a, a small town, big city? What, what's, what's the kind of feel? Yeah, so Michigan City has a population of about 35,000. However, Michigan City is very um, well known for vacationing, tourism, and our lakeshore. Um, So in the summertime, our population rises drastically uh, from the Illinois uh, people who come to their second homes on the lakeshore. Um, You know, the more time and time goes on, it's more of a, very much so more of a touristy place that caters to the visitors. I got you. Um, but yeah, you have a wonderful lakeshore, wonderful beach, 
uh, a couple of breweries and we have a blue chip casino. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. They have a lot of casinos um, owned by the same company in Vegas. Um, so it's, it's always a fun place. You know, there's always something to do. Yeah, we have a couple of casinos down here. We have uh, three in Baton Rouge and they have uh-huh. two in New Orleans. Yeah. Hey, Nick, it's April. Do you go by Nick or Nicholas? Nick is perfectly fine. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So I wanted to say, hey. Yeah, we have a couple here too. And um, our, so our oldest daughter lives in Iowa. She's in Ames and she's, uh-huh. I guess she's the closest one of all of us up there. And she goes to Chicago mm-hmm. as, as often as she can. She loves it. Because uh, <laughs> apparently there's not much it's in so Ames. Much fun. <laughs> right. She loves it. <laughs> Probably much. Say? I said there's apparently there's not much in Ames. Right. Uh, <laughs> Iowa State, that's where she is. So I'm I know we came yep. here to talk about the uh oh my god, the Tiger King. Well, yeah, did you did everybody want to do a corona check in, just get that out of the way? Because everybody's oh, probably get our a corona update. They probably have corona fatigue, but um it, just to get a feel for like what's happening at least in our area, um there's a little place, well, central, central Louisiana is not so, far from here. I'm, I know we came here to Whoops. talk about the, uh, <laughs> wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, in central, not far from here, from us anyway, uh, probably 10 minutes or so, they're still, they're still congregating. They're still getting together for uh, their worship, for churches and Really? Heart. Yes, and it's spreading like crazy. And, and on Louisiana, they, they might say this everywhere, but they say that we're the, one of the fastest growing Corona you know, pockets ever because, you know, Mardi Gras hit us hard. Cause this is before yeah, I didn't actually hear that. <laughs> right. There were a million people in, uh, in New Orleans just before this all, like, broke out, I guess, so to speak. Yeah, and so we're getting, we're getting hammered, like, as far as how fast these cases are coming. Yeah, it's kind of, it's yeah. Kind of, um, How's it? I, where I, I don't at? know what. Yeah, where I was. So we don't have. I think Indiana was just. Uh, it, the record is just released that there's about a thirteen hundred cases so far. Um, there aren't too many up north where I am at. Um, however, Chicago and the state of Illinois is determined to be the next. Um, like the the big where where it where it's gonna hit big I guess I heard that too and then, you know that's not far from us and we have so many um, people who come from Illinois to Indiana especially to um, our city in our area um, so you, you know it's not too bad our we have um, our hospital up here had its first case just this week um, but it's definitely something serious all the schools are closed um, until May first as of right now. Um, Indiana is on um, a stay-home order, so um, we have, like, since I go to work still every day, I have to have a few papers, you know, from my employer saying, you know, I'm still on the road. I could be on the road, and even you can only go to the essential um, places. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's pretty much on lockdown up here. Really? I oh, mean, wow. we still got people running around. Yeah. Just Dude. acting like nothing's going on. <laughs> right. And, and I, you know, I do have to say, I'm not sure what it is. Um, however, there's for some reason an educational gap um, between the ages. And like I have younger siblings that are, you know, between 17 and 20. 
and they don't get it. They think it's, oh, it's not going to affect me. Why do I care? Um, you know, I have friends who are having house parties and game nights and I don't think they just understand, you know, it's it's not about you contracting it. It's about the individuals who you can give it to and, you know, how it's going to affect them. Um, you know, my, uh, my parents have pretty much locked down our house, so we can't go anywhere <laughs> anyway. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely do think that there's a generation gap of education on this or the, the not caring of, um, you know, compared to my grandparents who are in their 70s and, right. you know, are scared of, you know, how this is going to affect their lives or, you know, their health. Yeah. Something very serious. And That's a good point. Yeah. I think, I, I think there's m- multiple reasons um, why. There's a lot of confusion, um, but, you know, I would just, you know, plead people to do their own research, you know, go, you know, look at what's going on and just be smart and, you know, educated and, and just do your best to keep to yourself right now. And, That's what I um, keep, Just stay isolated. Keep saying, like, just be smart. Use common sense. Wash your hands more than you normally would, right. longer than you normally would. And I'll even admit, like, 20 seconds is a long time. I had a coworker say that <laughs> she actually admitted it first. She said, I'm just going to go on the record for saying I never washed my hands for 20, oh, did I say minutes? 20 seconds. And uh, yeah. she said, that's a long time. I said, you know what? I'm right there with you saying, you know, I would wash my hands, yeah. but that not right. 20 seconds, but I'm doing it now. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've been very fortunate. My employer actually in January, because the flu was very, uh, had a big outbreak up here, um, even before really the um, coronavirus really took over. Um, they gave every, each employee a big bottle of Lysol and hand sanitizer and every, kitchen or bathroom in the office has, you know, those supplies as well. Um, so, you know, we've been very fortunate. Um, yeah. but I, I, I work for a bank. So all, like all, all of our branch uh, yeah. is are closed to the, um, you know, they can only use a drive up for customers. Uh, our lobbies are closed. Um, a lot of like back office staff where I work are working from home. Um, they've moved us around to the different, um, headquarters that have, you know, spare offices. Um, so they've spread us all pretty apart. So I've been very fortunate, but there's still people out there who have to work that don't have that. And very, very sad and very scary. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm in law enforcement. So, I mean, we didn't even get that. You, we got, they gave us a pair of rubber gloves and some, um, like two wet wipes and a mask. <laughs> two wet wipes? Yeah. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? They ran the numbers. Yeah. They're like, okay, you can only have two. Per. Right. And I'm like, yeah, what's the point? So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, some, you know, I don't agree with that. I don't think, you know, I think you should be given more than just that. Um, But even like, let's say uh, up here, you know, if that's the case um, and, you know, you work in law enforcement, let's say you go to the Walmart or the Meyer, which is like a a family owned, you know, grocery store. there, there's nothing for you to buy. Like you can't buy your own hand sanitizer. You yeah. can't, you know, buy Lysol wipes. You can't buy sprays and it's so scarce right now. So right. like if employers aren't giving it to you and you can't get it yourself right now, what are, what, what are you supposed to do? Right. Right. We were lucky in the sense that my wife coupons. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we have Lysol wipes coming out the yin yang. <laughs> We have Already, hand sanitizer. I but have since stopped. I actually think I saw that. I think I saw. Did you post a picture about it? Yes, yes I did. Yes, did. You have like you have like plastic shelving of like so green. Yes, that's real. That's okay. not. Yes. I remember you. I remember that's you not the store. That. That's our laundry room. 
and then they'll use it. I'm like, put it back where you got it. Like, like you can just look at it. You can't really use it. I'm like, well, why the hell do we have it if we can't use it? No, you use can it? use it. You just have to put it right back where it goes. So, yeah. That's so funny. I know. We, we were lucky but that yeah, we, I, we had that. Um, I actually, so I'm, I'm on, I'm on um, uh, my social media a lot and Instagram. I've seen influencers are teaming up with like DoorDash. Do you guys have that down there? Yeah, yeah, we have that, and uh, we have Waiter. Yes. Okay. Um, so DoorDash is partnering up with um, local authorities, um, and they're giving influencers these codes um, for law enforcement, medical people who are essential that still have to work. Um, they give they give a code, and they will give you like free delivery or you know um, coupons for your orders. Oh, um, I would reach out because so I so I reached out to them via email today and you know asked you know, I have a lot of friends who are in nursing, a lot of friends who you know are you know out there. Can you can you give me a code to give them or you know can I give you their social media handles and you know you can send them something? Their response wasn't to helpful in my opinion but right. i wonder if you reach out to them and you know tell them that you know you work in law enforcement maybe you can get some um right uh, some free DoorDash. well yeah. we're we're pretty lucky in the fact that most of the um like mcdonald's most of the fast food places are giving law enforcement all first responders firemen nurses emts they're giving them free food through the drive-thru Oh, so as long good. as you're in uniform and you're working, you know they're giving you the um, the free food. So I mean, they yeah. are they are doing that's things awesome. to help us out. And you got a lot of rest nurses are really the ones right. that are hard hit because when I go to work, I'm self quarantining at work. I ain't stopping nobody. So <laughs> uh-huh. everybody can speed do whatever the hell they want when I'm there. Um, but <laughs> they're taking care of the nurses and the yeah. doctors because they're the ones that are really right. the hardest hit. Oh, yeah. So a lot of the restaurants here locally have stepped up, and they're just bringing food to them at the hospitals. So they don't even have to go out. Yeah. They don't even have to worry about ordering it, which it's good to see because, you know, you need things like that because they're really the ones that are getting hammered. Yeah. You know, we my profession gets hammered during hurricanes and things like that. That's when we're the busiest. Yeah. This There's nothing for me yeah. to do. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. uh, you know it's just Unless not. Unless there's a crash, you get called to. Yeah, I mean, I have to respond to calls, but right. You know, I mean, that's just part of it. I mean, what can you do? You got to go do it. So, just kind of tell people, all right, stand yeah. over there, and I'll come get your information from you. But yeah, right. Like, I just businesses are pivoting toward um, toward just you call in and order it, such as paint, because having this. I guess free time. I decided to paint the kitchen, and so I ran out of a gallon of paint. I needed to pick some up. I called our local Sherwin Williams, and you call them and you tell them what you want. You, they'll take your credit card over the phone, and they will bring it out to the car to you. you drive up, and you, you know, you call yeah. them, and you know, you're there. So that's pretty neat. How a lot of the businesses are. are well, I mean, if they want to stay in business, they don't right. really have a choice. I mean, right. they got to adapt to the situation that's going on. But what was funny? I yeah, saw. I really. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I would just say I really do feel for the local businesses, you know, that unfortunately don't have all the money to, you know, have a backup or, right. you know, have, have they've had to let people go and, um, know. you know, they've lost their jobs during this hard time. And it's just, you know, we up here, it's a very big support your local businesses. 
Um, yeah. So we've been ordering a lot from, you know, the local places up here. And then I think as it spreads through the country, um, I think that's going to become more thing. And I hope that stay, you know, I hope that mentality almost, you know, stays, you know, maybe right. if there's anything out of, out of this that we can get that has a silver lining or that's really good is local businesses, you know, people are so used to thriving off of the local businesses that they'll continue to just, you know, thrive. Well, the thing about America, we're at our best when we're at our worst. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, I remember in 9-11, I don't know how old you were during 9-11, but um, when (laughs) 9-11, I I was uh, 29 when 9-11 happened, so... But, I mean, everybody just came. I mean, it just all yeah. the bickering stopped. There was no. Right, immediately. It yeah, just, it was just yeah. we were all Americans. I think it's getting to that point now. You know, people are starting to I look out so. for each other and look out for their neighbor and do what you can, you know. Right. I saw yeah. where, um, I don't know if you saw, Costco is not taking any returns. You got people trying to return all this toilet paper that they hoarded right. and bought. And uh, they're trying to bring it back. Costco's like, nah, eat a dick. You're not, <laughs> right. you're not bringing that back. I agree with them. I side with yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. You wanted to so st- what was the reasoning for not taking it back? Are they afraid it's contaminated? I would think that's the thing yeah. because it does live on surfaces for like 24 hours. Right. So I would think that's the deal. Um, that and, you know, all those greedy ass people went down there and bought all that stuff. So they should have to keep it. Or, or donate it. Yeah, give it to your neighbor or something. Right. But they really... Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I, I definitely, um, I can see the contamination issue. Um, but if that's not the concern, I would think that Costco would want to get that back and then be able to donate it to and make sure that it's being used properly. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I don't think... I think with something like this, there's no way for them to be 100% sure if it's clean, so to speak. Yeah. So just from a liability, yeah, yeah, liability sake, because they don't want their employees. Would you stop playing with your phone over there? What are you doing? Trying to share us. I'm very sorry. Oh, my goodness. They don't want the liability for their own um, uh, workers and then for anyone else that might come and, and buy it later. So, but, you know, it's you shouldn't have went down there and just, like you're screwing over your neighbor. Yeah. Why did you need 400 yeah. packs of toilet paper? Like we didn't, we I didn't do that at so, all. I think panicked. people were so scared yeah. and they just didn't know. Um, I don't think they had the proper guidance at the beginning to know what was appropriate. Um, you know, at first it was kind of chaotic and everyone just, you know, was selfishly, you know, worrying about themselves. Um, I, I don't think it's right. We didn't do that either. Um, but, you know, people out there that, you know, that panic and don't know what to do. They just, you know, were, they had their vision on, like, I have to do this for myself and my protection. And I think that's um, dying down a little bit. I think, you know, they've been told now, you know, that's not appropriate. You know, it's not needed. Um, yeah. Calm down and let everyone else yeah, get absolutely. Their share. I mean, we went to a grocery store today um, and, um, they had stuff in the store. There was bread. There was toilet paper. Yeah. There was water. Um, yeah, hell, I think they're even marking down things because people bought so much stuff that there's things they're not buying anymore. That we bought a, 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 a huge brisket for twenty one dollars. A brisket, right. usually it goes for like seventy bucks. Right. So uh, you know, I guess there's things they 
people aren't buying it because people went down there and bought out all the meat. So now nobody's buying yeah. meat, you know. Yeah. So they got to get rid of it. I was like, I'll buy that brisket for twenty one dollars. It's in the smoker right now. Right, but so, they they didn't um, yeah. drop their crawfish prices. Sure. <laughs> well, they're cheaper than they. He's like, what the hell's a crawfish? <laughs> no, they have them up there. <laughs> you ever eat crawfish there, Nick? Crawfish. I'm sorry. You ever eaten crawfish? I, I don't. I'm, I'm not a big seafood. He don't want none of that. I do. I, I, I do have to say, um, I have family that live in the Carolinas, um, and the fresh, the fresh, fresh shrimp that's, you know, still on the shell and has the tail mm-hmm. and that's, you know, made with spices. It is so good. I don't like shrimp, but I will, I will eat that. Oh. Um, I do love sushi though. I love a good sushi roll. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sushi. April eats. I don't like raw sushi. Yeah. But she likes the, like the, what, what's it called? Sashimi. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's sushi grade. Yeah, raw. I like that. Nasty. That was good. I just pulled up the. Um, the I was trying not to stay. I was trying to stay away from this page, the COVID nineteen Louisiana mm-hmm. page, and there are one hundred and thirty seven deaths reported. And um, I mean that's terrible. 3, it's it's, it's sad that anyone died, but if you look at the population as a whole, that's a. I mean it's it's a very minuscule right percentage. Yeah, I, I didn't hear that it, it will pass through and everybody will at least come in contact with it, whether they're asymptomatic or mm-hmm. whether they actually have, like, light flu-like Well, that's like back or, in December when you were doing all that coughing, yeah. uh, like, for a month. I had an upper respiratory infection. I, I didn't think that have was, a fever. I think that's what you had. I had a I cough for five COVID. weeks. It would not leave my body. Yeah. yeah. I think did you get tested for, the, uh, for influenza at all? I did, and it was negative. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because if yeah, because if you're tested po- if you test for that and you test positive, it's not COVID. Oh. Um, but you you could have possibly had it and you didn't yeah. even know back you know back back then. Well, they're saying China knew about it back in November. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's very oh, yeah. travel. The, and... the, 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 the United States knew about it back in in December. Oh. Okay. Um, you know, this was something that was um, very much well known. However, China. Um, actually, I didn't. Did they kill the doctor that spoke out about it? Oh, Doctor Lee, the thirty-four-year-old Chinese doctor. Yeah. Oh, yes. you too. Here y'all yeah. go. <laughs> well, no, I heard that. Um, that he, of course, he he did get it. And he was one of the ones who first notified everybody or warned them about it because they had seven or so cases in the hospital, and he said this is a yeah. new virus. And um, so I heard that they think that maybe they threw all the antiviral, like they they panicked. Or they were worried, yeah. and, and because they panicked, they threw all the, the antivirals or very um, aggressive, like the ones they had for Ebola, remdesivir, and a couple other ones. Mm-hmm. And then because it's so aggressive, um, because they had complications from that as well, like, um, everything from like, um, not osteoporosis, but something with the bones, because back when they, um, they were treating for Ebola, they had to, um, as a... A, um, a side effect they were having to replace these people's joints and mm-hmm. in their bones mm-hmm. Damn. yeah so that's what I, th- I did hear that and that sounds about right that sounds believable and maybe they worried yeah and they threw everything at him hmm. yeah and I, I do want to make a correction on myself they didn't kill him like i oh, oh yeah <laughs> yeah i knew what it. you meant i knew look okay <laughs> I what he died from he, corona well, yeah, that's a big yes, difference. Yeah. They silenced him. <laughs> okay. Right. right. <laughs> okay. I mean, maybe they gave him Corona. Oh, shit. I don't know. Right. No, it's totally possible. For everybody just joining in, we got uh, Nicholas Rue with us on the podcast tonight. 
He is the man that runs Drunkology podcast that I've been uh, listening to here lately, and uh, you should check it out. Uh, and that's Nicholas Rue Drunkology. So. Very entertaining. I like the uh, the black internet. Oh, I haven't heard that. I have to listen to that. <laughs> he was trying to think of dark web. They were talking about the dark web. And, he's, <laughs> and he says, I think it's like you go there and you buy like drugs. It's like the black internet. <laughs> And I busted out laughing. I was like, the black internet. Yeah, I was like, you read the dark web. I always got, so- I always got something to say. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, that's great. It was, I was like, is that where just the black people go on the internet? What's the black internet? Uh, it's oh, hilarious. No. Uh, you did tell me about that. It but, made me laugh. But real quick, and we, real. Can, we can move off of this subject. I know everybody's probably just has corona fatigue, but... Um, and one of our check-ins for work, because we're all using Zoom like everybody else is now, but I thought it was pretty, um, it, it, it's pretty, not, it's crazy to think about this, but our homeless population now that that is um, concentrated in downtown Baton Rouge, because where we are, we're um, very close to Baton Rouge, um, are mm-hmm. getting attacked by rats now because they would normally eat from the garbage cans from the bars and restaurants and close by uh-huh. and they're all closed. Yeah. So now they're um, attack biting oh and attack. God. Yeah. The homeless. And so that's a new problem now because now we have to figure out what to do with our homeless because they don't want any other communicable diseases. Uh, I don't right. say that word. Yeah. The plague. Right. Going through on back. top of COVID. 19. I mean, what are you going to do? I don't want to be bitten by no rat. I know, right, right. So now we have to, we got to come up to get, yeah, come up for a solution. Well, you know, a lot of them, I, I talk to a lot, I come into contact with a lot of homeless people and I try to help some of them. Um, cause a lot of them, there are some of them that are veterans and, and there are some of them that are just down their luck. Uh, but the majority, they just want to drink and do drugs. That's not all of them. But it is the majority. Yeah. Um, I know the ones that do and the ones that don't. Um, so you're never going to get them off the street because they're not going to better do their drinking and their drugs in a facility or, or a, yeah. a shelter. Right. So they're just not going to stay there. But some of them, um, they do those things to cope with living on the so, th- so I know you, we could do a whole podcast on Possibly, that and we were right. not, but right. But they, they have their the tiny home concept that's working in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. where they um, have this population of, it's the veteran population, homeless veteran population in Austin. And this, um, I started off this one man, his mission was to um, get them off the streets. And what he, I went to on one of his talks before, it was a luncheon. I'm in the housing, uh, I'm working at our local housing authority. And so he um, said that once, and they have wraparound services. So they have these tiny homes set up in this whole community. It's fascinating. And they help them get their, um, back on their feet. They help them get their VA benefits, um, you know, going to their doctors regularly. And they have like a a community shed where they can all go in and use, borrow these tools and work just like a workshop and just gives them something to do. It gives them a purpose. They can sell these things. But, um, but the main thing was his message, because a lot of people said that they thought that they were like, oh, well, all these, you know, and these are veterans. I get it. It's not 
it's not everybody that's homeless. These are just right. homeless veterans in Austin. But he said once that they had a purpose and they had these services and they were going to um, AA or NA, um, all these other services that they didn't uh, they didn't fall back to going to doing drugs and mm-hmm. you know the alcoholism. So yeah, that. I mean, there's that for yeah, what it, it's worth. There, there are those that yeah it, need the help. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. I'm yeah, sorry. there's actually, it, it, it's funny you say that, but the tiny home, back where, you know, where I live, um, just in late 2018, there was a proposal. There's a 10-acre plot out in the country, out actually right um, a couple miles from where I live. And um, they want to build 53 tiny homes on that 10 acres of lot for the homeless. Um, and uh, they'd be about 384 square feet, and they would include bathroom, kitchen, and living room, and it would be ideally for one or two people. Um, you know, I don't, that hasn't started. I haven't heard much more anything about it, but, yeah. you know, that's, I think it's becoming more of a, of a common thing for communities, you know, where um, homeless can, um, you know, the um, numbers are higher than others in some places. Right, and then we're looking at that here, how this would work as well. But, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's one thing that... Um, it's definitely worth, worth worth trying, you know. I think or pursuing. Yeah, you gotta do something. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's move on to the okay. fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. Let's get off of COVID <laughs> and the world coming to an end and the zombie apocalypse. So, I'm sure by now everyone has watched the Tiger King. For sure. For sure. Um, it. I don't even know where to begin with this. Okay. Let's see. It's just so basically there's these. I guess there's a group of people you could say that um, are the tiger people that deal with tiger people that have tigers <laughs> and they're a small community and they don't like Carol Baskin who's who claims to be like a um, a rescue um, place for the tigers even though she's doing the same shit that the people with the tigers are doing um, and it has Drugs, spoiler, sex. Spoiler alert. Uh, by the way. You know, murder. <laughs> so, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. This, no, this this docuseries has everything in it. It's it's a train wreck worth watching, for sure. I was so nervous to watch <laughs> yeah. did, did you think that some, somebody was going to get mauled? The whole time I thought someone was going to get mauled. No, but... When you had mentioned this is what we're talking about, I was like, oh, shit, I got to watch a documentary about some tigers. <laughs> what the hell? But it is actually such a good documentary. I was, I've, it's been so busy around here with um, work and just being, you know, busy with life and stuff. I was watching one episode a night just so I wasn't overwhelmed and could, you know, slowly. I watched one episode Tuesday. <laughs> I watched one episode Wednesday and Thursday night. I watched like four. <laughs> I just binged it. Oh, we we so- blew through it in one day. We watched the whole damn thing. We could just you couldn't stop. It's it. like looking at a wreck. You can't yeah. look away. Right. I'm, I'm gonna play the. It was uh, so entertaining. Yes. It was. <laughs> was it? Oh my god. It was unbelievable. I just the oh, cast no. of characters can't make it up. In this thing is, I'm gonna play the trailer real quick. Every day that a zookeeper went to prison for murder for hire. God damn it. 
There are more captive tigers in the U.S. Oh, we, we blew through it in one day. You got some playing over there. People are nuts, man. You couldn't stop. Oh, that's me, sorry. Y'all got a story to tell. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Joey <laughs> Zodic, and this is Sarge. He was like a mythical character living out in the middle of bumfuck Oklahoma who owned 1,200 tigers and lions and bears and shit. Come here, love me. <laughs> lions and tigers and bears. Love the party and have fun. And shit. I don't think we're done blowing shit up today. I don't figure you are. <laughs> They have a heart and a soul and a mind. I've learned from them. But Carol Baskin keeps saying, I can't have these tigers. If he ever had an enemy in his life, it was Carol Baskin. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol at Big Cat Rescue. Carol is the Mother Teresa of cats. We will end the private possession of these cats. This is my way of living, and nobody's going to tell me any otherwise. <laughs> Carol has an army of people working for free. She's a plain out hypocrite. She literally does everything that I do. So Joe says, will you go to Florida and what? Kill that fucking lady. What a story. And it got way bigger. Sometimes they say that I'm the prototype for Scarface. We're supposed to be sexy. Oh, I forgot about that guy. The Tony Mon... Oh, he's my favorite. Yeah. Mario? My favorite. Magic. Murder. Sex. Drugs. Have to kill me to shut me up. <laughs> this is my first album, I Saw Tiger. There's 28 songs and 16 music videos. I saw tiger. <laughs> I love this. I'm like, he is so good. Tiger. Yeah, that's, oh my God. He didn't even sing. That wasn't even him singing. Come, I, I told it, you I, that wasn't him. I bought it. I thought it was. I was like, he is really good. Mm -mm. You thought that was him? I did. She did. I, I did. was like, that. I was like, uh. look, when he was in the truck driving, I was like, that don't sound. Right. I was like, there's no way this voice sounds like that when he's singing. It's not happening. <laughs> I don't think I even tried to put that together, but I was like, he is so good. You're yeah. so gullible. I know. That's, yeah. So, yeah. The, he, he, so, what? He actually started off on a good path, right? Yeah. He had he was all for banning um, the breeding of tigers in the beginning. Wait, he was? Yeah, I mean, him and him and Carol were opposites. Like Carol yep. started in the beginning. The Carol way. was breeding yeah. cubs and kittens. Okay, I remember whatever, that. I remember and, she and was selling them and taking right. pictures. And in the beginning, he was against it. Oh, remember I at the end. They showed him talking that very yeah. last clip. He's what? like, these are worth $5,000? No, no, not no. that. You, I swear. <laughs> the very last clip where it's ending, they're ta he's reflecting okay. where he brought he bought the uh, brought the apes and let them go, and they hugged oh, each other. right, right. And then they right. showed a video yeah. of him, like, yeah. years and years ago. Yes. And he's like, you know, this is wrong. People shouldn't be able to own these animals and keep yeah. them in cages, and you shouldn't be breeding them. It's just wrong. And they just, like, totally... Yeah. Went the other way, though I don't think Carol's as innocent as she claims to be. But hell no, no, I, I totally think she, I'm totally in that she killed her husband and fed him to the tigers. I'll never find him, never find that body. It's like, yeah. like they feed them to alligators down here, like they'll never find them. But, um, are you talking about Carol and her husband? Well, which one? Yeah. <laughs> the one she the fed to one? the tigers? The dead one. <laughs> the one she fed to the tigers? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm going with. She killed. 
She killed her husband. For sure. I absolutely believe that. 100%. And and then people are online. Well, so she sent a private detective down to Costa Rica to find him. I'm like, sure she did, because she knew he wasn't fucking down there, and they weren't going to find oh, anything. Oh, yeah. Good point. Right. Absolutely. He's fucking got fed to the tiger. Yeah. At one point, he, he kept saying this septic tank. Mm. I think it's... But they then, were saying he was buried under a septic tank, but... Okay. I think she fed that yeah. motherfucker to some tigers. Yeah, because they had that big meat grinder. Or she's in Florida. Just got to take him out to the swamp. Oh, that's true. You know, and gators that eat yeah. him, so. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But the, the crazy thing was that producer. To, oh, there's so many ca- the cast of characters. is unreal. But the producer who knew, like, this is a crazy story. This is a crazy character. Like, he's larger than life. And that this would make a great reality TV show. So, yeah, I'm in. I'll do this. When You know, when he was making his internet. Mm-hmm. His internet show, and the fact that he they still had footage from like from over the the years that's amazing. That's yep. what made this this thing such a great docu series. I'm trying to figure out what where all this other footage came from because the other guy's footage was lost in the fire. Well, they must have had some that survived. Either that, or he had some backed up or saved. Yeah, he was I just mean, that's record, years of footage recording shit himself. Maybe I, I mean, yeah, there was a lot. Right, but he was recording himself up until he went to jail. That's true too. He was just such a um he wanted to be a celebrity and in the in the limelight yeah. so bad, which I, I told Robert, I was like, You should call up there to the jail and see <laughs> get, him get, him, get him on the podcast. He'd probably come on. He's such he Hi, likes this to- is Louisiana Sire Night. <laughs> I'm wondering if I could get the Tiger King to come on my show. <laughs> I mean, would other than the possible? fact that everybody's probably trying to do that, but he would probably do it if he was allowed to. I mean, and, he, he, uh, knowing Joe, he's been on every single request that's come through that line. Absolutely. Well, they said his lawyer told him how he's blown up and he just loves it. Oh, for sure. He's, you know, why he's sitting in jail. <laughs> it's, it's. Well, and his husband now, too. Yeah. Right. That's right. I, I'm, that's in, right. I'm in a lot of uh, like podcast groups, um, like fan groups, and there's this one that's all about pop culture, and they. They posted, like, they called out his Instagram, and I've seen his followers. I'm going, he keep going up and up by the day. Really? The husband that was missing the teeth? Dylan? No. Didn't they Didn't they end there? Because, I mean, spoiler alert. Oh, uh, the, the other one, the yeah. one he, when he left everything. I got gotcha. you. Yes. Yeah, because one, one's no longer on Earth. Right. And then... <laughs> The other one that has no teeth. I don't. I don't think they're together. I think. Remember, didn't they stop? Yeah, he yeah. Had they, an- they he did. Had they another... broke up because he ran off with the girl at the front gate. Right, but yeah, then Joe... but then he. Yeah. Because once, uh, was it Trevor? Is that his name? The the new one, Travis. The one who killed himself. Trevor or Travis? It was something like that. Yes. I think it actually. I think it is Travis. Um. It was like two months after he met Dylan, and they got married, and they're still married. Mm-hmm. But there was a new guy. That's the one he's talking about. Oh, okay. Dylan is the new guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, okay. Because the yeah. other one shot himself, and they showed right. the video. Oh, that was unbelievable as well. You could see the the gun, the flash. My my coworker, um, she said, "Do you think that that he meant to do that?" I was like, "Yeah, I do." Yeah, he meant he, to shoot yeah, himself. Yeah, he meant to kill himself. He fucking couldn't that get... That poor campaign manager. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then he stayed on after after his... He did. His governor run. <laughs> he sure did. Yeah. 
Okay. We have uh, we have some family friends who live in Oklahoma, and you know, fun fact actually, Joe Exotic actually came to the mall that is in my city. Oh no way! In the seventies and eighties, or was it? Or was it the nineties? Whenever he was doing the um, the mall tours, my mom said that she remembers him being at our our mall up here. But we have friends who live in Oklahoma, and I was like, "You ever been to the GW Zoo?" And she was like, "Oh hell no! I will (laughs) never ever be going to that zoo." And I was like, yeah, I heard, I you know, this documentary, and he was running for governor, and he was like, yup, and some people even crazily voted for Did him. They? <laughs> yeah, he, he got oh, yeah. a good oh, percentage yeah. of the vote. I mean, wow. not enough to win, but more like than you would think. Yeah, But, you know, he is, he's endearing and charismatic. I mean, there's something I really liked about him. Yeah, well, it, mean, it probably boiled down to when he's talking to you. He's like, hey, man, what's going on? What's going on? You going to vote, yeah. man? And they're like, I drink a beer with that guy. That's right. Like yeah. I, like, and then his campaign commercials were <laughs> hilarious. Right. Like, I mean, I don't even know where to start on that. It was just funny. He's like, I'm broke as shit. And I'm right. being sued in two different places. I'm gay and I shoot guns. And I was like, God damn. I have a moment. He didn't give a shit. Really? Really <laughs> selling yourself. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, what did he say when he was on the panel? He said, I'd like to introduce you to my wife, but my husband's feeding our baby kangaroo or something. Yeah. I always wanted to say that. Yeah. They all looked around like, <laughs> like baby kangaroos, what? He's, he's just laughing at himself, and everyone else is like, cricket, cricket. Right. Like, I love you. I'm broke as shit. I'm, I'm like, man, I'm actually going to watch it again tonight, maybe. <laughs> it oh goes by so quick. Right. Well, it's because you get so it, enthralled in it. I didn't it. want it to end. I was telling my mom about it, and she was like, really? I was like, Mom, yes, you have got to watch this. You don't want to miss this. Did you Did you guys like, um, what's his name, Jeff, the one who took oh. over everything? What do you guys think of him? I, you know, I the was... The fake rich guy you talking yeah, about? Yeah. How about his character? Yeah. That dude is a crook, the man. The buckle-wearing, affliction, medium he, shirt-wearing guy? Yeah, the... the I always make fun of those. You know, there's those guys. He's probably 55, and he's wearing Affliction T-shirts and buckle jeans, you know, because he wants to still be 20. Like, like, come on. Then he's on there with his wife um, fantasizing about the nanny he's going to rape when she gets there. Oh, yeah, that was so gross. That was just... I was like... Right? I I got nothing. I got good good to say. The wife was right. just like, yeah, that's true. Oh, I know. Like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. And he, he's like, oh, I'm a fucker so hard. Right. Like, right. What the hell? Right. He's like, a little pussy gets your big pussy or some shit like oh, that. Did say, yeah, that's I right. Like, if you get a nanny, I get to pick him out. Oh, no, he's <laughs> yeah. showing pictures and just. He was very. Uh, oh, and she said, he said she's going to get back in the gym. I was like, this guy. Like, motherfucker, you need to right get here. in the gym with her. Have you looked at yourself? <laughs> Right. Damn, right. he was very uh, male chauvinist. His age, but yeah. and he's that age. Yeah, you know, right. and he pretends to be rich. Is yeah. how he's got this girl. Right. So I don't care how old you are. You you don't treat nobody like that. No, you, you know? don't. There's just... No, and she's bought all into it. His well, she's probably got daddy issues, or I'm sure. And and, you know. and they met when she was young. I'm sure. Um, right. 
just like like uh, she's in Doctor Joe Reed. Exotic would get these young guys right out of prison. You yeah. Know, Right. Well, he would get, they were on drugs, they left home. Right. And he only kept them there because he was giving them meth and weed. Right. You know? Yeah. It, it just taking advantage of people. So all the same thing. There was this, there was this meme hat. It was so funny. I got to find it um, on my group. But it was going on about uh, Carol gets away with murder. Joe get you know, doesn't, he, Joe marries two straight men and I'm still single. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, let's talk about Carol though, because when the first episode started, I said, I looked at April. I was like, something's up with her. Something's wrong. I don't, I'm not buying her. She's putting on a show or something. Something's up with her. And, and then like, she was too calm. She, oh, she never like raised an eyebrow or never got like heated. Lady, you spent millions of dollars. You ain't pissed at all. Mm-hmm. You just I, she's a, I believe and... she's a sociopath. Yeah, absolutely. No emotion. Because even when, a... even when she was talking about her husband, she would do the fake crying. There are no tears. Yeah. And... What did she always say? Hey there, cool cats and kittens. This is Carol from Big Cat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was so weird. Yeah, oh, yeah. She, uh, but I told everybody, I said, something, I don't like her. And then they come up here like, oh, she might have killed. I was like, I knew it. Right. I knew it. I like how they, they made you, like, they built up to that. Right. They made like, you she wait was for the that. hero. And then they dropped right. this bomb on you. Yeah, like how they did that. You know, but she was doing, she's, she's still doing the same thing. She's charging people to come in and look at the animals. And her place is way nastier than what theirs were. Absolutely. So I don't see how she's um, rescuing anything or the savior of any cats. Oh, absolutely. And then she was charging charging people to come in. And you just said that. But I was just like, no way. Oh, this bitch. Like, really? <laughs> like Because you, you just want to steal everybody else's large cats and bring it on your so-called preservation. So yeah, you can exactly capitalize on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what she was trying to do. Yeah. She's definitely a fraud. She's 100% a fraud. 100%. And so when we were watching it, they flashed this background that said gross Tate, Louisiana, which, you know, people were listening. It's a teeny tiny village, actually, of 800 people. And we, in uh, 12 miles from Baton Rouge. And we actually lived there for six months. I, I convinced Robert to. <laughs> live there following the woman it always happens but and he hated it like every day of it but anyway how this is significant is there's a there's a truck stop and this at gross tate which has had a tiger there's called the tiger truck stop and that was the draw Mm -hmm. and but they took very good care of this tiger in fact he was there for 17 years a long time and he was not the first so there were other um, tigers there bef- before the, um, Tony is his name. And so, um, we even, when we lived there in Gross Tate, we got to know the mayor really well and his family was still good friends with him. And so he, um, and this is 2010 time frame, And he, he would tell us how he would get death threats by PETA and all these, um, act, animal activist groups that, uh, because they, Felt like the tiger didn't need to be in his cage, but they fed him well. He had a great veterinarian care, and um, so when we saw that flash, I was like, re- "So I made him rewind it." And sure enough, it was gross tape. So I looked it up, 
and um, to see if Carol Baskin was in any way related to Tony the Tiger at this truck stop. And absolutely, like she thought she was gonna like. So she, she protested. Tried to take his yeah, tiger. she in fact she thought she was going to. According to this article, she drove this large truck up there, like eighteen wheeler, to come get it. Only to find out that the Louisiana legislator, legislative, um, whatever, had um, denied it. And so she had to go back home, empty trailer and all. And, he, and Tony actually died in 2017, but he lived um, out his life there. But she, she was part, like the spearhead of this protest group to try to get him, like to come take him. Yep. So anyway, that's just our little tie wow. back to Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. So I hate that's her like even local. more. Yeah. Okay. But that's that's what she does. She goes and steals right. people's tigers. I mean, that's her that's her mo. Right. That's how she gets her tigers, and she makes money on them just like everybody else. And doesn't pay. Well, she has volunteers. Yeah, and, and then she's a she's a charity. Yeah, so she's right. tax exempt. Right. Oh, and and the, according to this article that I just mentioned, it's um, there was a back and forth. She actually hired an attorney for um, for the cat, like on his behalf, like try to like be like, okay, this is this tiger has rights; it shouldn't be there. And then the animal activist um, group actually funded her. Like this is ridiculous. She gets these organizations behind her. To um to fund her. Meanwhile, she has all these millions that were left to her, and she didn't, doesn't even pay her her people who take care of her so called preserve, which looks terrible. Looks like in worse condition than the tiger truck stop ever ever was yeah, for they, Tony. The only thing they ever mowed the grass there. And she's probably I feel so bad for for her first husband's children. Oh, oh yeah, she, got, she yeah. completely didn't get screwed anything. them. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you, you, you gotta be, you know, I definitely understand things can get a little messy when it comes to step parents, um, and in the event of a death, but yo, know, that's it. That's, that's his children. You, you yeah. in my opinion, you, you split that shit 50, 50, you know, you were the other lady who broke up their family. Right. Granted there were, I think there were underlying issues with their marriage, but yeah. What do they say? They got like they barely saw ten percent. Yeah, that's yeah. what they said. Yeah. Right. And he, supposedly he was worth millions, and then she tried to play it off to like, oh, he didn't have that much money. Like, bitch, his lawyer said he had that much. Bitch, money. why are you still staying with him then? Because you know you not be with he, him. And if he, he, he took out a restraining or filled out a restraining order on her. I mean, she's yeah, she's. And was mm. going to divorce her. That's right. And then the other thing is, you expect us to believe that he took off to Costa Rica, but you, you he left never all his money. Never access his accounts again. Come on now, fucking criminal. Yeah, yeah she's something. Oh, I know. It's overall, okay. pretty shady, if you ask me. I know. <laughs> I had no idea how many different large cat. Um, preservations or whatever you want to call them like you can these places that you can go i just thought they were in zoos you know well, did you you notice the the husband that she um she married howie yeah it's totally like he's not dominant at all oh uh, yeah because he hell all, no she right. wears the pants in that right. fucking relationship yeah. right right hell no so she, she probably puts his ass in, in, right. in some cage in right. the house at night. Well, she had that motherfucker on a leash, you know. Oh, it, that's right. Yeah, that was weird. Fitting, yeah. but weird. And that dude is smart. 
That dude is smart. He went to graduate school at Harvard. Oh, I missed that part. I did, too. Really? I did, too. Yeah, he has an MBA from Howard, from, from Harvard. Damn. Wow. He, mm, okay. I missed that, too. Yeah. Wow. But he, um, he's all about her and her money and her preserve, which is kind of weird, too, because that's what her and her first husband started. You know, as, as I mean, as a, well, her husband. started selling well, right, but I, I just think it's kind of strange to come into that whole thing. I mean, maybe not, but I do. I think it's strange to come into that whole thing. Like, this is something you and your ex-husband, or not even ex-husband, but your previous husband started, and then they're like a cloud of suspicion that you killed him. You know, like that. She too. killed that something. She did. Without a doubt. Yeah, and that's why she laughs all the time because she's she's she knows she got away with it. Like that's that duping. Oh yeah. That lie dupe mm-hmm. or whatever they call call it. Yeah, and they ain't gonna find out so much now. No, and she knows that. She knows. It's it's, it's long gone. Long gone. She's yeah. probably like, if you tell anyone, you're gonna be the second one gone, dude. Test <laughs> me. <laughs> well, she's got rid of most of her competition now because Joe's yeah. in jail. Doc, yeah. Doc Antel or whatever got raided. Right. I don't think there's anyone else. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about the, Doc Antel. He was a pretty crazy yeah, character. Yeah, he was who... Uh, Polygamist. Uh, Scarface was based... No, that's Mario. Oh, no, no, it's Mario, yeah. Doc Antel was the one in oh, Myrtle yeah, Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy was like, I don't give yeah, a fuck geez. how he trains them tigers. I didn't know how he trained them goddamn women. Right, because he had five <laughs> wives or something like that. Yeah, he was well, brainwashed. the GW Zoo is still... Like they're building still, right? Like yes, they were, I saw that. And they're still around in Texas or Oklahoma, somewhere just over the border. And don't you know when this is all yeah. the corona is lifted, they're going to be flooded because because just the people who want to go tour it now that yeah, know about from it from the drama. Oh, they're going to make tons of money I'm off this. Sure. Yeah, and that's anything. All goes back to the tigers. That's fine too. You know that, that guy's a crook, though. I mean, yeah, I thought it was. He's going down next. I thought it was really in. I thought it was really interesting that it said that there were five to ten thousand captive tigers in the United States, and there were only four around four thousand wild tigers. Right. Yes. Yeah, that was very. That is telling. that is crazy, right? So that, but and just like that, we, like didn't, talk, we said, didn't talk about like Tim he either. Said, though, isn't that a reason why you should breed them? That's what Tim said. The other character, which I liked as well. You know, like if if that's even more reason right. to put them in zoos and keep them around, I would think. Yeah, and you know another thing I thought of that it didn't even come up, but I don't know what you guys think about this. But it they covered so many animals in captivity, whether it was private collection or you know preservation, and only that one um, person had their arm like mauled. Like, but she stuck oh, it girl? in that yeah, stuck it in the cage or whatever. Yeah. But. You know, the, Joe Exotic was always in there with them, and I just knew they were going to get mauled, and they never did. So there's got there's got to be something there. Like these cats are large; they have large heads, they have large brains. Like there's something to the fact that they were uh, that they were around people since they were born. That they knew like that's how they to, to not attack them. I guess you know. Yeah. Well, most of them he raised from kit or kittens. But, I guess that's what. But you right, call but that's what I'm saying. Like that's an argument to be made that like these animals can live like that. 
Well, I still wouldn't want to fucking get in there with I them. agree. I, I wouldn't want them walking around my house. I absolutely agree. But that's pretty fascinating that nobody really Here, got attacked. Here's the thing, though, but they're, they're still wild. So They are. They've done studies. I mean, it takes generations, many generations, to breed that wild out of them. Out of a species. That's what we did with dogs. Right. You know, those were basically wolves, and we just brought them in and bred them and bred them and bred them until we got that wildness out of them. I ain't letting no fucking tiger walk around my house. Yeah, you yeah. Got, but you got people that got those, um, they're a little bit bigger than a house cat, but big enough to fucking eat your jugular. I forget what they call them, but people have those as pets. A lynx? Not a I lynx. I don't know. I don't know what they're called. I don't know. It's a it's a cat though. It's a wild cat. A wild cat. Yeah, okay. and they're huge. They're like they're bigger than most little dogs. I mean, yeah, they could I, I easily. Know. I forget what they're called, but people have those as pets, right? But at one point we saw the bobcats, and I remember thinking that's something I wouldn't mess with because they're they're a little bit larger, or well, probably even more than a little bit larger than a regular cat. But we're talking about a tiger though. Who has who's significantly larger, and I just feel like there's something there, like they, they all that interaction, and he did get dragged. Joe excited did get dragged by his leg yeah, at one right point, there at the end. and I, nobody helped him, which was really fucked up. But <laughs> I think that tiger was tired of his shit. <laughs> Probably, motherfucker, you always up here <laughs> talking all that shit. I'm about to show you who the boss is, right. and he didn't actually. I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. You know, he didn't like... I have. <laughs> Those are called uh, S-E-R-V-A-L cats. Serval. Serval, okay. It looks like a cheetah, about the size of a cheetah. Mm. I wouldn't keep that motherfucker in the house. Oh, Nick, what were you going to say? Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nick. I don't think I saved it, and it's really that really pisses me off that I didn't save this. I posted it, so I was watching that, and we have this rooftop bar and it's on the it's on the water here. It's called Mateys, and in the summertime, that's where I frequent. Like they have four patios, four different bars, like DJs everywhere. It's like so fun. Like they they say it's the the Key West and the Northwest or something. And I put a Snapchat uh, story of that, and I was like, my friend's trying to drag my ass out of Mateys at three in the morning. <laughs> When, when I ain't ready, to, when I'm not ready to go yet, <laughs> it, it literally it literally drags him, and he's like, "God damn you, yeah, you some bitch." That's funny. He, I, I thought he shot it at first, but he just shot to get it off of him. He didn't actually oh, shoot yeah, it. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, he just shot that fucking cat, right? Which I thought that's when it was going to take a dark turn. But you know, he just dragged him off, and then and then Carol made some weird comment about, "Oh well, if you want him to do that, you just have to put him in sardine oil or something like some stri- like you wouldn't know." Yeah, she talked what, about to get him to eat it on his boots and shit. Right. I was like, oh, she she's got uh, and then knowledge in that. Did you guys? Yeah. Did you guys listen to that podcast? Oh, I didn't. I, we started to, but we were driving and we didn't listen to the rest of it. Yeah, it was it was really it was basically the same thing, but it has a lot more details, like about prior life that Netflix didn't get into. Okay, I oh. had no idea. 
that Joe was previously married to someone what? else first. What? And really? he got sick with HIV and actually died in his arms. Oh. Like he was in the hospital, he got sick and there was nothing they could do. So he carried him out to his truck. And as he was carrying him out in his car, he died in his arms at the hospital. Whoa. Really? Yeah. It goes into a lot about, um, that this first husband was like his better half. Like it, oh. he tamed him. Like he was never like how he was after he died because any crazy thing that Joe would do or say or want to do, whatever his first husband's name would always be like the, like the devil's advocate. Like he would evil, he would level him out to where he wasn't like crazy. He wasn't Joe exotic. And after that happened is when he became Joe exotic and went crazy. Okay. So he, it wasn't like a young boy that he lured in with drugs and money and no, I think they were the same age, like, or they were oh, a couple of years apart. Right. It wasn't like yeah. it was not like in the movie, like in the documentary. Maybe that's uh, they were what, together for quite a while. Wow. Maybe that's what what fucking went, made him crazy. Yeah. Losing his first. Yeah. Husband. Yeah. You hear about I that? You hear it. about people saying the first time I'm married for love, and then the second time I'm just gonna marry for whatever, you know? And he just yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. No, we'll have to go back and probably should have listened to that for this this episode. But because they even and then they talked about how that was not him singing the song. <laughs> and um, because that's what that's what our daughter said. She didn't watch the docuseries. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And then there was the, there was a did you guys find it weird in the documentary when he was giving the eulogy and he was talking about putting balls on his face? Yes. Well, I didn't catch that. What the how? Yes. Put a what on his weird. face? He was, ge- he was giving the eulogy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Or, or, yeah, okay. I'm and he was now. like, I'll always remember he just come over to me and stuff <laughs> them balls in my face. <laughs> Put them in the everybody's face. They started clapping. <laughs> they started singing. Praise Jesus. Then he started singing, and that's when you said, you remember he was singing at the eulogy and it didn't even sound good? And then he's like, roll a tiger. <laughs> Little yeah, tiger. <laughs> but he didn't sound like that. Right. But the um but going back to Mario, that's the one who had the um I can't I wrote his last name down. Tabruno. I'm not sure. But anyway, he had the private collection in Florida in Miami. And he said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, he said he was the one of the characters that Scarface was based off of." Yeah, he he said he actually did go to a bank with like, which is so funny. It's it's so funny because I work for a bank <laughs> and I'm in um, the financial crime department, so I'm you know for I'm in the the money laundering, terrorist financing, tax evasion is what I I like look for. And back in the day, that was nothing. Like, you know, you right. could just bring in all that cash yep. and it wouldn't even, now you bring in $10,000 two weeks in a row and like, bam, I'm like looking at you. Like, what are you trying to do? What are you doing? Where's all this money coming from? Where's it going? <laughs> but, but in the eighties, I mean, everybody was flooded with money. So, I mean. Is that just, what it was? Uh, yeah. Or just cash- in- stock market, drugs. Uh, I mean, 
it just cash with everything. Yeah, they didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, that's the that's why you can't buy a house now with cash. Oh, really? And I, I and yes. I and I have to be honest, that did not change until around 2010 when the Bernie Madoff shit. Really? Um, I I used to work I, I used to work for Chase Bank for four years, um, and there were regulation violations there because he was one of their top clients. Hey, hold yeah, up. That's where I got my checking it. account at. Should I change banks? Oh, me, me too. Uh, nope, I'm back there too. <laughs> okay. um, so, like, if you, um, like, if you, let's just say, like, you wanted to gift your daughter $50,000 and you know, in cash um, for the house, it has to sit there for so many days. Mm-hmm. You have to provide, you know, where it came where from. You, yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can't just, you know, deposit, you know, that money and then, oh, I'm going to cut a check to, nope. That's, that's, that's yeah, like it's not like buying a car for money. cash. You got to prove where you got to show where the money came from. Wow, it's insane. That's crazy. That's to stop fucking drug yeah. dealers like Tony Montana. I, I guess that's for buying houses, right? Oh my gosh, that's wild. So see, Nick would know how to get around all the rules and <laughs> deposit all that drug money. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. So, how do you feel about crypto? What'd you say? I said, how do you feel about crypto currency? Yeah, cryptocurrency. Um, I don't really deal with it much. Um, I don't really know much about it. Um, so I honestly just have I have no opinion. I guess on it. I don't. I don't even. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know if you trusted it or. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, you know, the, oh, are you are you talking about like in my like like personally or like in my line of work? I get either, I guess, um, because you know. So, so personally, I'm not. I've never. I never really got into it. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, you know, if, if an individual wants to invest their money in cryptocurrency, um, but when it, you know it, it comes down to the transferring, that is the biggest, and where it's going. You know, like. Let's just say you transferred a hundred thousand dollars into the cri- cryptocurrency, and then a week later, um, you transferred it out in smaller increments and then distributed it, you know, to individual A, B, and C. That's the problem. Um, okay. But like, if I mean, if an individual just wants to invest in cryptocurrency, yeah, that's not necessarily anything crazy. Okay. Okay. Do they? Of, does, where are do the banks, funds going or coming from? Do banks deal in that right now? What'd you say? Do banks deal in that right now? With cryptocurrency? Yeah. I don't, not uh, that I'm aware of, um, but, you know, the, you know, you and I have, you know, so, you, you know, we have rights to our, our you know, cash and accounts. Yeah. We can invest, you know, whatever we want, um, but it's definitely being, like, if you do a lot of it, it's definitely something that banks will have to monitor. Um and, you know, make sure you're not doing anything crazy with it or putting the bank at risk. Well, the big yeah. thing now is they're trying to determine if it's a... Um, security. A security or money. That's that's the big that the FTC is dealing with, Federal Trade Commission. Because if it's treated like a security, then it, that everything's changes. I mean, it's, it's basically you just get rid of it. It's not worth oh. even dealing with. Yeah. So they don't want to treat it... I think it's the U.S., Probably the Federal Reserve, they don't want it to be treated as currency. I think they just don't know, right? I mean, they just don't know what... Yeah, there's... So that's like, especially with, like, the mar- the new marijuana laws that are going around. Right. It's so hard in the banking industry because 
So, for example, you know, Chase Bank is, you know, the biggest bank in the country. They can't bank any accounts that have relation to marijuana, no matter what state it is. Um, because federally it's illegal, right? Yep. So it can fall back on the bank, and there will oh, be tons yeah. of issues. Yeah, a lot of um, these, best, so for, a lot of these dope places are so the, they the marijuana. Them? They were just having to hold on to cash, really. They couldn't deposit it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, millions of dollars worth of cash right. sitting in their stores. Oh my gosh! And I don't so know if that was yeah, ever so, fixed or what. Yeah. Wow. Yes, yeah, but then the difference is. With that cash, they know if they deposit it over so much, it gets reported. You know, that's just public information. Um, and when you try to avoid that reporting, that's when the bank, you know, gets alerts about it. And, you know, is when they, you know, then they'll start, you know, investigating and then they'll find out what you're really doing and then you're shut down. Wow. I didn't even so, yeah, so like, know that. Even though it's legal yeah, on so, a, a state, state level? Yeah. Yes. So, for example, the institution that I work for, it's headquartered in Indiana, um, but we have branches in Indiana and Michigan. And even though it is legal in Michigan, the institution that I work for um, cannot bank those industries because um, we are headquartered in Indiana. And it is illegal in Indiana and the federal I know. Okay, so if a client comes in and they have a large cash deposit, then that's when you guys investigate, like where this or like look for look into it further, like where this money comes from. No, so no, so when it when it comes down to it, it's all about risk. Um, If you you know if you come in and it's a one time thing, you know that's not necessarily um, an issue. You know, there's always case by case basis. Yeah. but, you know, when, when you start, you know, it's, it's common, it's legally knowledge for everyone to know that um, if you perform a transaction over 10000 and, and, you know, it's reported to the IRS. Okay. I'm called a currency transaction report. Yeah, I knew about um, that, the $10,000 limit. It is, yeah, it is illegal to avoid that. Okay. And that's called structuring. Oh. Yep. Like um, if you, night, when you night. Start, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, let's say you make a deposit of 9900 you know, yeah. that that will go off in, in the bank systems, um, and then they, they'll investigate that. Um, but it's not all the time. Like, it's not okay. as obvious, you know. But when it becomes a pattern is when it becomes a risk for the bank, and that's when they'll, you know, start looking into things or, you know. You know. Yeah. But there's also, like, there are businesses out there that are just cash-heavy, and yeah. it's not, yeah. you know, it's not suspicious if you know that's just how the business is you know right and that's where you said like the case-by-case basis is you know that at that point you know that i saw something somewhere a guy got in trouble with the irs he had a cash business yeah and he he didn't know about the structuring laws he would deposit five thousand seven thousand eight thousand four thousand it just never was ten thousand dollars and the irs came the irs came in and seized all his fucking accounts because they said he was structuring Right, but they—they—that's probably a quick like look at it. You would think. Seize them, look at yeah, it. You and, would think, but, but oh, okay. He was—he was fighting it. Oh, okay. So I mean, it was—it was a big deal. Maybe it was just hard for him to to justify that. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's just IRS. Yeah. They want the money. Yep. That's exactly true. what it is. 
money, money, money. And the and and Joe Exotic. <laughs> Joe Exotic. Money and Joe Exotic, right? Uh, yeah. I'm you know, what, what did they talk about that he had like twenty counts of check fraud, right? Is that was or he he forged twenty uh, yeah. checks. Yeah, on and that guy's I forgot name. about that. Wait, that's is, how they that was how it started. Wait, 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 wait. That's he was Joe? Taking, yeah, he was taking money for his campaign or whatever. Oh, right. That's right. Paying, that's right. Yeah, he was paying for his campaign through the business, and he forged Jeff's checks because he signed the business over to Jeff. Yeah, that's right. But And, and then they said this is far from over. Like, I wonder what's going to, like, the new drop is going to be. Is it, is it Jeff? Is well, because that yeah. was... That was back in like what 2018. Yeah. So this is 20. Oh no, you know it's almost April of 2020. So I mean, it, it has been a long time since. This is just coming out now. Um, but like Doc was just you know rated in 2019. Right. Yeah. Oh, Doc. So I think it is a big. It's a big picture. Right. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Poor Joe. I think he was wrongly accused. I think you should call the the Oklahoma wherever he is in the the penal system and, and try to get him to do an this interview. This is Trooper Downs, the Louisiana State. Whoa, Police. whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't put all that on there. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Sorry. What the fuck are you doing? What? Now you gotta go edit all that out. Oh, well, there you go. Sorry. Oh, hell. <laughs> We're not live anymore. Yeah, we are. Oh, You're killing hi. me. Well, okay. Over there putting out my business. Oh, I'm sorry. Man. We know your name. We know you're in law enforcement. We know what state you live in. Goddamn Joe Exotic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Will you not? Okay, never mind. I'll ask you offline. Okay, because I've said enough already. <laughs> so what are you drinking? To, are you even drinking, Nick? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm actually not drinking as much. I'm actually so surprised at myself. Um, last what, what the hell, literally. man? I'm already on my second La- beer, a glass of cognac. I've, I'm actually opening up my second White Claw right now. I have, um, I know you guys drink Bud Light, right? <laughs> That's what I so drink. I have the Bud Light, the, I have the Bud Light seltzers that I, I just, I love them. Oh. But I'm drinking, finishing my White Claw pack right now. I have, um... The cranberry lime Smirnoff spike seltzer. That's what I like to drink. That's ridiculous. I saw tigers. It's for you, Joe. <laughs> I know you're listening, brother. We're thinking about you. We know Carol killed her husband. She sure in the hell did. Probably. It'd be all right. Hell no, he's probably glad to get some airplay. Right. It's like you keep playing it, I won't say a word. <laughs> he's all happy he's famous again. Shit. He might better make some money if he gets some plays on his videos on YouTube. Right. He's got nine hundred and thirty four thousand views. Hmm. So I've never been to Louisiana. What is the weather like right down there right now? Oh, it's fucking hot as hell right now. There's no humidity, it's but, hot it, as hell. but it's hot. It's around, uh, what was it, day? It was around 80-something. 
I'm not mistaken. Let's see. With 80 degrees. Oh, yeah. It'll, wow. it'll get worse <laughs> because the humidity will get worse. And I feel like you're in a goddamn sauna. It was 79. Oh, no, wait, that's current temperature. And it's dark outside. That's ridiculous. Let's see. The high was 83. It's 61 right now, um, but like tomorrow it's going to be 50, Monday 42, Tuesday 39. So did um, did you watch any of the uh, Anthrax documentary? I know you said you started, and it was no, like... The video you, yeah, the video that you sent me, it was like a newscast. They were talking about everything. That's, hmm. a, that's how it started. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's how it is. Yeah. So, so I um, I went back and watched it. We watched it together, but I went back and watched it. And um, I know he'll have to join in and talk about his personal experiences. But this particular documentary is called Direct Order. And it's about the anthrax vaccine that was given in the military. From um, The documentary covers 1998 and, um, to like early 2000s. Uh-huh. But um, I know Robert, it, it, uh, he was, this was before he had it, which was, um, I think, 1993 or four. But anyway, so they were ordered against their will to um, line up and just have this. They all had to have these injections, right? And they weren't even told what they were. They, they couldn't even ask mm-hmm. any questions about them. And so they're, they're mandatory. And then um, if they refused, they were court-martialed. And a lot of them had to either spend, like, 60, 60 days in the brig or they would um, be um, they'd be demoted even. And then some of them, oh, wow. yeah, and some of them even less than honorable discharge from the military. So, uh, but they had already known about, uh, they didn't even cover this, though. But I'd like to look more into it, but they didn't know, um, they didn't cover how they they knew. I don't know if it was, like, the word that had spread already, they were, but they they knew that this was not a good, like if there was an anthrax shot, they knew this was not a good thing, right? It was not good for them. So um, uh, just a couple of things that they, uh, like the side effects are like like tinnitus, ringing in your ear, uh, sweating, arthritis, that's on the low end, but then some of them died from it, actually, and... Um, so, uh, in 1999, President Clinton, he actually signed executive order, and this allowed the Department of Defense to um, basically experiment with those in the military for these shots, all in the name of national security. So, um, they were actually told they weren't going to have any side effects, and the, the, but the, mm-hmm. the wild thing about it is it's not annotated in any of their records. And then Robert's the same thing. He had to have it. He couldn't ask any questions. He found out later from his uh, medic that they called Doc that um, that it was anthrax, but it's nowhere in their files, nowhere in their medical records. Right. We were just in the um, the birthing area one day, and they was like, everybody's got to go to medical. I'm like, okay. Uh, everybody's getting shots. You don't think nothing of it. I mean... You get so many shots before you get deployed, so we've been thinking maybe it's a booster of something we already had or or, or whatever. Yeah. So we go up there, everybody takes their shots, and we go back down to birth, and we're like, Doc, what the heck? Once he came back, we're like, what, the, what was that? Oh, that was anthrax. Like, oh, 
well, what happened if, you know, like, what if we didn't want to take that shit? Oh, well, you're going to get court-martialed. You got to take it. It's like, okay, all right. So. Yeah. But it wasn't in. So I, I, guess. I found out later it's not in my medical records. And I even reached out to the corpsman on Facebook and said, Doc, did we get anthrax shots or not? He's like, yes. I was like, it's not in my medical records. He's like, well, it should be. Oh, he said it should be? Yes. Yeah, that was the the whole thing about like this documentary, which I'll admit it's not like, it's not an easy watch, but that's not what it's for. It's informative. Like it, it's right. everybody. So, what was the time. shot? What was the shot given for? To protect you from getting anthrax. That's what it was for. It was an anthrax vaccine. Is what it was supposed okay. to be. Because, because, so in the eighties, early eighties, Iran, you know, of course, overthrew the Shah. And so the only allies we had in the region was Saddam Hussein. So we, we I mean, it's well documented. We gave him tanks. We gave him anti-tank missiles. We gave him weapons. We gave him all kinds of shit to fight the Iranians because those were our enemies at the time. So who's to say we didn't give anthrax to use as a chemical weapon? Why else would uh-huh. you inoculate your troops against anthrax unless you knew he had anthrax. I think that's why that's what happened. Yeah. That's that's what That's my like. theory. And did you have did you have any side effects when you got the shot? I do. Um and all my friends that I was with over there, we all have the same the same bullshit. Um skin rashes, um the ringing like in our ears, migraine. Oh yeah. Yep, sure do. Migraines. Um, and I never had these problems before. That's the thing. Like, I never had skin, um, dry skin on, on me or anywhere or these sores in my scalp that I get now. Not until we left, you know, we were in the Gulf and we got those shots and left. Um, of course, the VA denies, says, oh, well, that's not, you know, you don't even have, sh- you didn't even get anthrax shot we looked through your records i'm like the fuck i didn't yeah but you know what what can i say it's my word against theirs so yeah right so um and i wrote it down and i can't find it bioport is the name of the company they were actually in michigan that's the lab that created this anthrax vaccination and the army was the sole if i think it was the sole um contractor for this vaccine. Right. But after hearing what you said, after I watched it, I thought there was more conspiracy behind there. But after what you said, you said that it wasn't known out to the public that we had given bio, uh, war, war, uh, biochemicals, yeah, and I don't specifically anthrax. Sure. Right. But it's, it's the way they pushed it was almost like they knew. They're like, okay, right. we know. We know he has it because they and gave it, it to him. And it's, they didn't give us this vaccine because they wanted to hurt us. They gave it to us because they believed it would protect us from getting anthrax. So uh, would, yeah. you, would you rather get anthrax or would you rather have this vaccine that, yeah, might have some side effects, but you're not going to die? Right. They didn't want all their troops dying. Right. Because, you know, what good are dead troops? 
You know, if they yeah. if they if they thought, okay, well, maybe there's like long term effects. Okay, well, we'll maybe deal with that on the back end, or not even think about that. But you maybe they're thinking like the here and the now. Like you know, we need our troops. You know, don't we need them dying over there because we know he has it. We gave it to him. I think maybe. the problem was they gave it. Shady. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, very. it is. But I mean. The fact that they cover it up and they... We and had a job to do, and we had to be able to accomplish that mission. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm not mad about it. I'm not angry. Um, I think it was just a combination of anthrax vaccine, typhoid vaccine that we got. All these... I mean, I, I had so many shots and took so many pills, um, malaria medicine... Um, that I believe it was a combination of all those things, plus environmental factors, um, because there were pollutants uh, from all rigs. The right. paint that they used to paint Humvees was found to be carcinogenic. I mean, all, all kind of things. Sure, yeah. So it was just all these things together, I think, that created this this big soup of Gulf War syndrome nastiness. So the the Army actually owned the patent. To right. the vaccine, which is pretty, that's telling, right? Yeah. Like, they're the number one, con- uh, like, the Bioport was the number one contractor, and the Army was the number one buyer, but yet they also own the patent to the vaccine. So, it's like they, they were able to get money on the, because you can get money uh, if you own the patent to the vaccine as well. So, it's like it was like this self-feeding cycle. Right. Yeah, which is why they made y'all take it. Well, the Army's not in the practice of uh, producing vaccines, so they had to have somebody do it. Yeah. Right. It would make sense if they discovered it. Uh, right. And that's that's the other thing, too. Of course, the, nobody's going to come forward with that. But they um, weaponized it in Dover, Maryland, the Army, supposedly. But, you know. Well, can always, that's just so crazy. It, it is. It's so shady. It's very, it's very shady. It's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, I know, I know. I'm not going to convince you that the the army or the military is bad, and I get it. The military itself isn't bad. I mean, look, you, you have wars. You have to have soldiers to fight those wars, and they have to do the best they can to protect you from whatever's out there. So, yeah, the vaccine they give you might cause problems later on down the road, but I don't have anthrax, and yeah. guess what? I don't have corona either, and I sincerely believe to this day. That I don't have all this shit that comes out, whether it's the swine thing or whatever it yeah. is, because I got all these vaccines in the Marine Corps. Hey, I, like, I think I'm immune to shit. Hey, Tamara. Say hey. Just because I've had so much shit pumped into me. Steven says he had it in 1993. Yeah. I yeah. believe it. Yeah. We all had it in 94 on that deployment. Right. So, so. you know. Right. You you couldn't refuse back then. Right. But then again, we didn't know it was bad or possibly bad for you in 1994. Yeah. So. So I'm not sure. So squealing is what is so bad about it. And I don't know if you have it and you probably do. That's interesting. The next time I go do a checkup, yeah. I'm going to ask the doctor to check for that. They say that. But that's it. So they denied it. To That's what they were saying in this documentary, that they denied um, ever having squalene adjunct, I think, and it's supposed to, that's supposed to be the booster, like the mercury that they put in some vaccines is actually to boost, um, the effectiveness of a vaccine. And that's what, um, the squalene was for, but then they, they did deny it, which that's the, definitely the shady part was denying that it was ever so any squi- squalene. Is squalene a substance that's not naturally found in your body? It must not be. I'm not sure. I didn't so really. if I go and get tested and I have it, 
then you had the anthrax shot. That's the only That's way the I could have gotten it. Right. That's the implication Because I didn't eat no squalene. Well, right, and that's what they were saying. But they were being denied that, and it would even showed a part that was even filmed of this commander at, um, let's, here I go again, trying to, like, go off of memory, but commander at an Air Force base um, had a lot of his airmen going to him, mm-hmm. and um, they they were complaining about it. They didn't want the shot, and so he, sus- this is 1999-ish, and so he suspended all vac- vaccines about it because he's like, there's a volume of people coming to me. There must be something to this, so he called the Pentagon. This is all in the documentary, and um, the very next day, a three-star general from the, uh, the medical unit, I don't know my military words but uh came from um the army and he came down and he he had a whole he did a whole lecture on it and about how he had it how they was and this they showed part of this in the documentary that he had there was no squalene in it there never was and that it was perfectly fine it was fda approved they had been testing it it was totally fine and so right after that the commander was like he was brainwashed you know it's kind of what they were saying i'm paraphrasing but he just he he was mm-hmm. just like, I stand by this uh, this three star general. Um, I stand by what he says. Okay, so and then oh, and he even said the three star said, "This will go on. You will get the shot." Like it was mm-hmm. just demanded. Like it's just like we're not even going to hear it. Like we're going to shut it down, and you're going mean, to take that's it. That's the military. You can't. Oh, okay. you're, 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 I'm not used to that. Yeah, you're not used. You can't just be sitting around debating. <laughs> oh, should I listen to this? Right. Right. Shit don't get done that way. Yeah. I mean, it, it, shit is mission critical. I thought it was wow, but I guess that's. that's I, I, I remember the Marine Corps. They they drill into you instant obedience to orders. Okay, right. Because you're middle middle of a, a battle, and someone says, "Hey, attack the right flank," and you're like, "Are you sure about that?" <laughs> right. You shouldn't. You're be wasting questioned. fucking time. I, I get it. I get it. So it's drilled into you. That's just why like, I wasn't meant. <laughs> me me, me either. The me. I don't take orders. I give them motherfucking orders. Okay, right. right. <laughs> well, I gave orders I too you. once I was in for a, a, a bit a bit of time. But I mean, you know, I, yeah, it's just something. It's like, it. it's like anything. It's something you want to do. Something you're born to. You feel like you have to do. Yeah. And not everybody wants to do it, and that's okay. You know? Right. And I'm glad that yeah. you do, and you did. Like so I couldn't good. work in a bank. That would drive me fucking nuts. <laughs> Because I can't deal with people. I hate people. I don't yeah. want to talk to people. Do you I wanna... deal with people, Nick? I'm sorry? Do you deal with people with what you do? No, I used to. When when I worked um, for Chase, I was I worked in the branch. But um, now I work in the back office, so I don't deal with customers. That must be nice. That's got to be yeah, nice. Yeah, because I'd want to slap a motherfucker. <laughs> like, I couldn't do your job because... Yeah. People just come up there and they talking crazy nonsense. I'm like, bitch, let me tell you something. Right. Especially right now, like with what's going on, I'm sure like the branch staff at any bank is just getting the craziest <laughs> yeah. complaints. Like, you know. You know it. You know they are. Yeah. And what, I mean. And then are they still touching money because they come to the oh, drive-thru? Yeah, I saw that shit. Yeah. 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 I'm, they're probably wearing rubber gloves. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. You know, as soon as you put those rubber gloves on, though, your fucking face itches. Oh, yeah. So you're like, ah, I can't touch my face. <laughs> right. But the, it's but, a catch-22. 
But we just kind of did a real hard segue, I guess. I just was thinking about the coronavirus and the possible vaccines and what's going to come out of this. And, you know, they've just been hearing things that this might be a mandatory vaccine thing. It could be a medical martial law. I don't know. I don't know what y'all think about that. But Well, obviously, something's going to have to be done because people don't fucking listen. Right. I can probably go stand out there right now, walk to the main street and see fucking cars going up and down. Right. I, I mean, I understand you got to go get things, but the amount of traffic that's on the road from what I've seen, it, no, you should have all your shit by now. So I, I don't get do you just, it. Do you, think, do you think that there's more people working than you you really think? Do you think that there's, you know, I think No, because I see people driving around that have no purpose. Like, they're not dressed for work. They're not wearing a uniform like they're going to work at walk-ons or a restaurant or anything. They're just, like, fucking driving around, you know, on a weekend. Just, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, People just don't want to listen. I think it's going to take... The government saying, okay, you are not allowed to leave your house. If you have these non-essential jobs and you leave your house, you will be arrested. Like um, FEMA or like that. So that other documentary we watched, Grace Date, you think like that? It's going to come to that where they, like in China, they were like keeping people. It's going like to, I mean. Slamming people back into their houses. and. I think it's going to, it needs to get to that point. I mean, not beating up people but like there are consequences if you don't listen and the consequences are if you leave your house for a non-legitimate purpose you're going to jail yeah because guess what we'll keep you there and you won't be going out yeah that's i mean scary. what else are you going to do i don't know but i i've heard on another podcast because either one or two things are going to happen um, it's going to just keep on killing all the people that have the um, compromised immune systems, and then it'll just die out from the rest of us that can fight it off. Yeah. And it, I mean, if if that's what you want to let happen, then that's what's going to happen. You, and there's no other way. You have to tell people don't leave your fucking house. But it's like Nick was saying earlier. There's the younger. Um you know, population, not young, young, but the other population. My kids are the same way. They want to go to friends' houses. And I'm like, are you fucking retarded? You're not going anywhere. Right. Like, no, you cannot go anywhere. You're not off of school because it's fucking vacation. There's there's a disease going around. You're not going to someone's house. Do you guys have uh, younger children that are still in school? Yes, we have... uh, 17, he's in. Um, he's a junior in high school. Then we have a 14-year-old and a 13-year-old, and they're both the eighth in eighth grade. grade. They'll be freshmen next year. So we're really not even sure what's going to happen with them and, and, and graduating or being promoted or anything like that. Right. And they're not, so they just, do they not have e-learning? Well, the school sent home um, a packet of, of work for them to do, but – I mean, what's that for? Like, are you going to make, are they going to take a test? Is it something going to be available for them to? It's No, in the packet, it did say that that was just to keep them learning Mm -hmm. and keep them in the mindset of learning and the relevant material. And, uh, but it was not for a grade. 
Because, I mean, mm. how can you grade that? But right, the reason right. why they had packets and the way they did it was you had to pick it up at the school. You had to drive. Um, they even had outline, like, where you go, drive through. And um, because there is probably a more than, I don't even know, but there's, there's probably a big um, um, number of people who do not have, unfortunately, who do not have access to the internet or any kind of device where they could even get on the internet to get like an e-learning atmosphere, um, which is sad. But you know, we are in South Louisiana, and we're like last, oh, we're second to last. There's in education. probably everywhere people there's right don't have internet right or internet that would that's it, fast enough to allow you to do that kind of things much less a computer or a laptop or a tablet. or. But that's why they gave out paper packets right. so everybody would have that. And then they did just send out a survey, of, uh, and there was a, a series of questions like, do you have internet, do you mm-hmm. have a device, do you have a tablet? Like each question, it was a survey monkey. I think they're, they're getting ready to right. maybe try to do the um, standardized testing at home. Um, I don't think they're going back to school. I, just, I, I don't think I so just either. Don't. I, because there's so many people, there's too many kids who don't really probably wash their hands anyway. That was my biggest fear before they made the mandatory, you know, stay home right. from school. Um, I was worried. I was like, these kids don't even wash their hands anyway. And they touch their face. They touch everything. It's all these surfaces. They touch each other. Like, just, they're gross. Teenagers are gross. <laughs> yeah, my, you should see my son's room. <laughs> right. So, you know. But- it's very common. It's very common up here in the north for school systems to have e-learning because we have snow days. Um, oh yeah. So yeah. up here, so I have a seventeen-year-old sister, and she's a junior in high school. Okay. Um, and she, her office of the school system where we live, every child is given a laptop every year. Um, so a lot of their, you know, their work. You know, they use their laptops in the classroom. You know, it's very restricted and regulated on, you know, what they can actually use. Nice. So their um, curriculum is all online. It's like my sister has to sign in, you know, at 725. And they have, like, the teacher Skype in. Like, wow. they still have to do their work. And, um, yeah. but that's, you know, very common. But we well, we already had that in place because right. we, had, we wanted to find a solution for snow days because... Right. Some, you know, this year we didn't have that, you know, we didn't get much snow at all. Yeah, well, um, we get years, like you know, a you, powder you have, of snow you know, that shut down schools here. It's crazy. Yeah, you, you know, we have like five or six extra days that, you know, sometimes you have to tack on at the end of the year. And it's just not necessary right. or, you know, it's not necessarily wanted. So we've, you know, built in days and, um, you know, they have the e-learning. But then my other sister is at college. So all her classes moved online. Right. I'm getting my MBA yeah, right daughter, now already daughter, yeah. on an online university. Okay. So all yeah. of our classes are all online too. Yeah, our daughter said she's in she's in her PhD program, and I think aside from having to go to the lab, right, everything's online. And even in the lab, yeah. she said they have to practice their six feet apart. And she's like, it's so weird. I was like, right. Yeah, because there's is, just things just she has to do in the lab that she can't do at home. So right course and i said do you think they're going to suspend or push back any of your deadlines and she said absolutely not no in fact they'll probably uh not push doing, them they're up, doing but, research for like yes aerospace what industry program is she in? um she's in food nutrition food science the, she's she has her undergrad in uh, polymer, polymer science. science and then she's up there with um 
getting her PhD for uh, in uh, food nutrition. Food. Oh, she would kill me right well, now. It's it's for the packaging, it's the engineering side that wraps that encompasses the food that keeps it. We, uh, spe- fresh or, we speculate that's yeah. what it is. She, she can't. She signed non-disclosure. Yeah, she, she signed can't. an NDA, so she really can't tell us what she <laughs> right. does, which is crazy. She might be making fucking anthrax. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, she's really super top secret up there. But you know, but, uh, I mean, what are you going to do? I, know. I, I don't think these our kids are going back to school. But I speculate what she is working on. Would actually be something like in the future, something that would help in a situation like this in a pandemic. You know, as far as like keeping food, um, the shelf life longer. I don't know. I just that's my speculation. Yeah, allowing diseases not to live right, on, exactly. on the packaging. Exactly. That's yeah. the kind of shit she's doing. She's smart. She's my retirement. Right. She gonna make that money. <laughs> She just doesn't know it yet. She listens to. <laughs> she gonna be taking care of her pops. She's like, no, definitely not. Yeah, I'm gonna move in with her. Yeah. Sure she'll just love that. Right, absolutely. She's like, yay. Well, that way I can keep an eye on her, make sure you oh, know dirty okay. ass boys coming around. We don't have to worry about her. She's so. Yeah, she's good to go. Yeah. But that's like we were talking earlier um, about when I was in the desert. And in the desert. Well, I was in Kuwait. Okay. When they gave us the, uh, the second time, they gave us the anthrax shot. They just sent us out there uh, and said, "Hey, put this gear on. Here's your shot." Um, You're Saddam- on the ship. Yeah, we were on the ship. So Saddam's putting troops on the border with um, Kuwait again. So we're the Marine Expeditionary Unit on station at the time, the thirteenth. Um, Marine Expeditionary Unit. They said, all right, take your Humvees and your heavy guns and your tow missiles and go out there and just show a force. Well, they sent us out there. They only give us like one magazine, maybe two magazines, and we're not allowed to put them in the weapons. We just have to sit there. And then when we first go out there, we're wearing what's called MOP gear, Mission-Oriented Protective Posture Gear. It's supposed to protect you from chemical weapons and it's um an outer layer that's like um rubber almost but it's not rubber and then the inside of it's like charcoal lined so it's supposed to filter out impurities and and nasty shit and then of course you got a gas mask on so you sit in the desert it's 130 fucking degrees and you're wearing long mm-hmm. pants long shirt <laughs> gas mask and you're fucking dying basically <laughs> And I remember looking at my buddy in the Humvee with me, and I was like, bro, are you fucking hot? He's like, yeah, I'm hot. I like, I'm going to take this fucking gas mask off. I'll let you know if it's safe. So I break the seal. Because we weren't supposed to take anything off. They were testing everything to make sure it was yeah. safe. Yeah. I was like, fuck this. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> just die of anthrax. Right. I'd eat. rather just die of anthrax <laughs> than fucking sit here and cook in this, disease in this suit. It's too fucking hot. So break the mask off. I'm like, it's been hot as hell. Smells all right, man. I think we're safe. Like you can smell <laughs> right. it. You're not gonna smell it. Like you can smell. You'll die a couple smells months like later. Anthrax. <laughs> I'm like, it's safe, dude. Go ahead. He breaks his off. We're sitting there, and they call us on the radio. They're like, all right, it's all clear. You can take your mask off. 
So I got to put my mask back on so it sounds like I'm talking through my mask, you know, to say, uh, Roger that, you know, so it was just a fucking... Like, I could have told you that. Like, we're I'm like, yeah, we were all safe up here a couple of hours ago because we were fucking having heat strokes. You know, we're good to go. Right. He put us in these hot suits out in the middle of the desert in Kuwait. So at that point, we get to take off all the mop gear. And okay. we're just in our regular desert fatigues. But we were out there for 30 days. Wow. That's I didn't wash my ass for 30 days. <laughs> Tell us about the tape. Oh, that's grody. That's, like, that's disgusting. It is. That's it horrible. got so bad that MREs come with little wet wipes. Just basically one single wet wipe. And I would save them up. Just, that wipe. Yes, I would save them up just enough to wash my nuts and my ass. <laughs> So I could feel somewhat fresh. Somewhat fresh. You know, and then I'm going out and digging a hole and shitting in the desert, you know, for 30 days. You didn't tell me this story, like, before I met you. That's Wait, three days or 30 days? 30, three zero. <laughs> yes. That, right? Oh, <laughs> the no. things you do for your country. Mm-mm, no. <laughs> Tell us about the George Street. Oh, my God. So, we each had a Humvee, and there was probably 25 Humvees. And so, your Humvee was like your little apartment because that's where you slept and did all your shit at. And so, we were um, in a big um, a big circle. But I call it a circle because y'all won't know what it is <laughs> if I call it what it, we call it. So, okay. we're in a big circle with these Humvees. And I have – I brought two things with me. I brought a case of Power Bars. And a tape player with a George Strait tape. <laughs> Just one mm-hmm. tape. Just one tape, because I know we're going to be out there for fucking 30 days. <laughs> so every day, uh, the guys would come over to our Humvee, and we'd listen to this fucking George Strait tape for 30, every day for 30 days. And, I mean, we got to the where we remembered the whole fucking, the whole tape. Oh, my we'd God. we just sit there and sing this song. How brutal. <laughs> And I, I remember one day they brought us ice, like real ice, a couple bags of ice. They heloed it out, mm-hmm. and they're like, here's some ice. Well, the MREs come with um, little packets of Kool-Aid, basically is what it is. So we all made our Kool-Aid. We put our ice in it, and it's all nice, ice and cold. And everybody's like trying to get everybody else's Kool-Aid. Well, I got power bars, and um, Schultz had been wanting a power bar. So he comes over and said, hey, man, I'll make a deal with you. <laughs> give me give me some power bars, and I'll give you my Kool-Aid with the ice in it. You had currency. <laughs> but you got to let me drink down to this spot right here. <laughs> it's so shit. Right. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'll take that deal because I want some fucking ice cold Kool-Aid. <laughs> On top of my Kool-Aid. Right. Oh so my he's sitting there drinking. I'm like, hey, motherfucker, you went past the spot. He's like, no, I didn't. I got a little bit more, a little bit more. <laughs> Negotiating like this whole deal. Oh. Yeah, and so it's shit like that, you know. Uh, Kool-Aid and ice. Whoever thought that ice would be something that you yeah, were so worried about. Right. And then Whoever George- thought power bars would be your currency. Hey, them the power de- bars. the desert. After third days after eating MREs, you know, and then listen to George Strait. 
And I still know this song. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you forgot the tape? It's on YouTube. I don't know my whiskey to extremes. This song probably ain't been on the radio in 20 years. Crazy dreams. That's damn sad. So, yeah, that's that's my life. <laughs> I'm going to go back to Joe Exotic for a second. <laughs> yeah, someone go just sent me. Someone just sent me a meme. Well, I actually sent it to you. It says, it's a picture of Pete Buttigieg. And it says, I was the first openly gay man to run for president. And then at the bottom, it's a picture of Joe Exotic with a tiger. He was. He says, was. Oh, really, dude? <laughs> yeah, Joe's got him on that. Here he was. Get out of here, Pete. Uh, that's funny. Oh, my goodness. And then there's this another one that I just got um, that someone sent to me earlier today. Oh, my God. It was. I'll tell you who's to blame for COVID-19, Carol Baskin. And it's a, it's a picture of of uh, Joe in his brown uh, yeah, the brown jacket with a tassel. Oh, yeah. Something else. He is something else. Look, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run with that. Carol Baskin is responsible for um, Corona. I'm buying it. Right? Easy to blame. I am taking that 100%. This guy. Look, here's his. Today, this is not going out to any here's kind his of a campaign commercial. Candidate or any politician. The purpose of this video today is to let you know who I am. First thing is, I am not cutting my hair. I'm not changing the way I dress. I refuse to wear a suit. I am gay. I've had two boyfriends most of my life. I currently got legally married. Thank God. It's finally legal in America. I've had some kinky sex. <laughs> I have tried drugs through the younger years of my life. I am broke as shit. I have a judgment against me from some bitch down there in Florida. But I can tell you, I paid a fine with the USJ, and that is nothing but a civil fine, ladies and gentlemen. That does not mean that I was accused or convicted of any kind of animal cruelty thing. I built one of the biggest facilities and the nicest facilities for exotic commercial. animals in this country as far as a private individual goes. I'm Joe Exotic, and don't forget, I am now stepping my foot in the ring to run for president. And this is all paid for by the committee of Joe Exotic Speaks for America. Hell yeah, I'd vote for Joe. I didn't know he was running for president. Shit. He said... I'm broke. I got a judgment from some bitch in Florida. <laughs> Not only is he broke, but he's broke as shit, is what he said. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. We need more people like you. I got a judgment against me. <laughs> from some bitch in Florida. But that ain't nothing. That's a civil fine. Oh, Joe, man. I wonder what he's doing right now. But from his voice to the way, his mullet to the way he looks, the way he acts... You know, he, he had a holster with a gun. Every, Two guns. To, right. Every time you saw him, he had his gun. I just, oh, man. I could watch that again and just, yeah. this time, though, it would just be funny because I already know. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's hilarious. Like, what is the fuck is going on with Joe Exotic? Have you guys been watching a lot of uh, Netflix recently because of the whole uh, corona? Well, 
my job hasn't changed. I still have to go to work. <laughs> April gets to sit home, do nothing. Not home, do nothing. I'm still working. I'm oh, working I'm from sorry. Home. She has to go online for one hour a day and on Zoom and have a meeting. That's really working. Right. I do still you guys have Hulu. Yes. yes, we have, we got every fucking stream, and we got Disney, we got Hulu, we got Netflix. <laughs> Fuck, we I watched today um, a documentary on Hulu about the Lacey Peterson trial. Oh wow, I might have seen that one. It was it's it's really good. It goes into depth. I mean, <laughs> I did take a nap for most of it, um, <laughs> but it's, it's it's very long. Like it's very yeah. <laughs> I already know. I already know the case, but. It's it's on Hulu. It's uh, it was very long. It went into you know it's like present time about his appeal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think he did it? Oh hell yes! He I did. do. It. I do too. I do too. And it I re- just it just so happens that the day he went to when he was fish- that, that harbor is yes. where she was found. Yes. Well, there's there there is there's witnesses that say they saw her in the park at that time. More than one. It's called The Murder of Lacey Peterson. Yeah. I remember when that played out in the, like, I remember that trial. Look, I'm not saying he wasn't a fucking scumbag and he wasn't cheating and, and doing everything else. But it's it's a long Mm-mm. jump to go from I'm having an affair to kill my pregnant wife. And there's a he lot of there's a lot of evidence to suggest <laughs> that he didn't oh, do he it. Did it. I to- think he was he was convicted. Through the media. I because of Nancy. Nancy Grace. No, I love Nancy Grace. You Nancy, he killed. I love me some Nancy Grace. I do too, I hate Nick. That I love do too. That's, that's, I love her. Oh, I, I hate loved, Nancy Grace. See, I'm old. I have loved her since court TV. Her, Dan Abrams, and uh, Greg Jarrett. But I love Nancy Grace. I love her. She jumps she, on, on everybody and, and convicts she's them. She's on before. most of this documentary. Oh, oh. I know she is. <laughs> She got on that, that. She's the one that was saying all this shit, and they went back to the shit she was saying and proved her wrong. Oh, she said one thing about there was some concrete, I think. Yeah, and it wasn't true. Okay. But that's she, her deal. She makes up shit. All right, so she didn't go I back and... I can't stand that bitch. Oh, I love her. I love if you her. disappeared, she'd have me killing you. She's my favorite. No, I can't stand that. She's way nice. more than her personality, though, because she had a. Um, she killed her boyfriend. No, she did not. He was murdered, and <laughs> he probably committed suicide. I no, would if I was did, with that. He didn't. No. I'd kill myself. No, I love Nancy Grace. I mm-hmm. do. Y'all both crazy. That's a character, though. I mean, there's like she like that's a character. No, that's how she is in real life. Uh, that's not she, somebody she I would want to hang out and drink with. She's she's an interesting person. She's funny. She's actually hilarious. If you watch some of her stuff, um, she's a funny person. She's someone that I just I just want to say something that I know would piss her off, <laughs> that I know she won't like, and hear her go on her tangent. Yeah, and hear her go off. Nancy Grace. I she can't. actually has a. I actually listen to her podcast. She has a podcast. Yeah. Um, she has um, episodes that come out daily. I don't listen to it religiously. Um, I listen to so many other ones, um, but every day it's called Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Yeah, and every day she's got something that comes out. Every day, day she's falsely accusing some husband no, of murdering no, his wife. She's 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 good. I like her podcast. I, Look, I if Joe Kenda didn't say that Peterson did it, I don't believe it. Why do you have to bring Joe into this? I believe Joe. <laughs> okay, Joe Exotic. No, Joe Kenda. Joe Kenda. 
See, my wife no watches my wife watches a bunch a bunch of kill your husband shows on ID. Okay, <laughs> investigates <laughs> how to kill your husband. Right, that's like well, I have my notebook. One my of pen. the names of the shows is kill your husband <laughs> or some shit. No, it's not called kill your husband. What's it called? There are so many of killer them. wives. It's a whole... Wives with knives. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, <laughs> wives with knives. Right, wives with knives. Snapped. Like they're all yeah, good. snapped. Yeah. So, good. but yeah, he's on they're that. Actually... He's on that. He has a show. He just stopped his show, yeah. but he was a detective in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, um, Colorado Springs, I think maybe, but it's in Colorado. Yeah. So if if Joe he's, didn't say it, I don't believe he saw it. Th- over three hundred. Um, Homicides. He's a homicide detective. That's good. Nancy Grace. Oh, she's the best. I love her. She's terrible. She's made for TV. Like she's made for TV. She's Nancy like Grace. She's mm-hmm. like I. I think yes. her and Joe Exotic are brother and sister. They sound no, alike. They, she, no, they don't. <laughs> yeah. No, they no. Mm-hmm, they might be related. No. Don't don't look. Nancy Grace is a whack job. Steven's got your back. She is. <laughs> That bitch, she accuses every man of killing the husband <laughs> or killing the wife or the girl. It doesn't matter. She's, most of the time that's, she jumps most on time that train. <laughs> right. No, it's not. Right. Like, she jumps on that train watched, and don't get off. If you watch Dateline, you can figure out if the husband does it, if they're not interviewed in the first three minutes. You know that man did it. No, so that means he's just in jail, falsely accused of murder. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna test that theory. I like that. I like murder. that. I like that formula. No, every Dateline, if there is a a murder or a plot against a wife, and the husband is not interviewed in the first three or five minutes, you know he did it. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this with that lens now. I love that. I am willing to bet that the percentage of wives that kill their husbands. Is far greater than husbands that kill their you wives. Think? No, I bet because they're killing off the crazy. Mm-mm, they're like, no. oh, he's getting them crazy dudes out of here. <laughs> he beat me. Okay, so are they getting off uh, 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 the trial because there there's a large, like proportionately large, um, men in jail than there are women? So, so are they well, getting off committing the other tra- crimes? Who? They're not just men in jail for killing their wives. Well, no, no, I get it, but uh, but if according to your logic, there would be a lot more percentage of women in jail. Then no, they get off because they like. Oh, he, my, well, that was my question. He, like, he punched me in the face. Oh, here we go. I had to stab him in the throat <laughs> twenty eight thousand times. I got Robert's like, yes, yeah, Stephen, you do. I cut but, his head off. That's good though. That's good. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think. It's like that ABC 2020 uh, documentary of the lady who cut off her, her husband or man's penis <laughs> and ran away with it and threw it out in the field. Oh, Bob it, Lorena Bob it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, look, that's she a damn had a, shame. She had enough. She's like, enough is enough. That like, dude <laughs> wasn't doing anything. He wasn't beating her or nothing, though. She just cut his dick off. She pissed him off some kind of way because she cut his dick look, off. Look, that's every man. And threw it in the ditch. <laughs> and then they went back and got it and sewed it back on. And he made a porn. True. That's true. Look, that's every man's fear to wake up and his wife's sitting there with, her, with his dick in her hand. Right. And it's like 10 <laughs> feet away from his body. Right. Guess what I- like, whoa. Guess what I got? But, yep. Yeah, like, fuck with me. That's crazy. 
That's that's funny though. Nancy Grace hates men. Uh, no. I'm convinced her boyfriend killed himself <laughs> just so he wouldn't have to okay, marry her. Okay, can we move off Nancy? I love some Nancy. I'm just oh, saying. Look, I love Nancy. Let's move off her. Y'all talking about She's... cutting off men's penis and... Well, we talking about Lorena Bobbitt. You remember that, that shit? I remember though. that. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Like, what did he do? What other TV shows have you guys been, like, uh, starting to watch or show interest in? We did watch a Dateline... Last 2020 night. last night it wasn't that good it was all about right the girl that went missing her friends killed her for for ten thousand dollars the two friends they like in her back or something yeah they was, snuck it, out of her house yes, yes. yep yep yeah, yep that's yeah. it we watched that one it's so sad yeah mm-hmm. she's watching all kind of shit to kill me i'm telling you <laughs> i've I'm, I'm kind of backed away from that i do what listen to true crime podcast i had to stop though because it was just there's so many of them though there's so many true crime podcasts. And have you ever heard of um, uh, Crime Junkies? Yes. Yeah. I They're like actually that. based out of Indiana. It's crazy. Are you serious? Okay. Yeah. And, uh, one of the, the main one is out of Indianapolis. Okay. It's about two and a half hours from me. And then the other one is in South Bend. And that's about 45 minutes from me. Wow. That's where uh, Mayor Pete's from. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, that's just one thing you don't think about. Like it, it's like when you're when these pockets, like we're down here in Louisiana. You don't, unless you're there locally, I guess you don't really know. But when, um, like, for, what I'm trying to get at is, so our daughter just um, found out that she was going to Iowa State, and I'm thinking the Midwest. I mean, this has got to be good. Like, if I had to pick a region of the United States that I felt comfortable and felt like she'd be pretty safe, I would think the Midwest. So, um, it, it just kind of shocks me when you say Indiana, you know? Like, all these crime, But but crime is crime. Like, it's going to be anywhere and everywhere. And it's prevalent. Yeah. Like, that's for sure. There's actually a, a really good, um, you said you like uh, the True Crime podcast. Yes, love them. There's a there's a new one. Um, I'm not sure. It actually made national headlines for a while. Uh, the Delphi murders, the two uh, girls that were killed in the woods. Yeah, I've heard of that. That's what, an, that is that that, that was in Indiana as well. Really, and it's called, the podcast is called Down the Hill: The Delphi Murders. Okay, it's a nine episode series. It is so good. Okay, I'm writing that down. I've heard of them, and I've and that's made the news. It feels like here recently, as well. Um, yeah, I actually think I first heard it from Nancy Grace, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you probably did. But um, I'll definitely have to check that out. So, do you listen to true crime podcasts too? Yeah, um, and there's another one that. So, like, if you go on on the podcast, if you scroll all the way down, there it, there's a section for you might also like. Oh. Okay. And there's. There's a lot of um, um, one that's called The Officer's Wife. It's okay. like a five or six oh, episode I series. I, I listened to that actually a, a while back. I did. Yeah. Where she was found it, like in the closet and she lived. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That was a. There's a Jeffrey Epstein one that I haven't caught up with. Really? Um, yeah. But um, we watched that one. Was it NBC or something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if, if you go on these podcasts and you scroll down and it says, you know, like, podcasts that are also made by the same network. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of, like, different 
kinds of podcasts that like a lot of networks are doing. They're doing like the stories, and they'll do multiple of them. Oh, okay, yeah. There's also one of my my actually the first podcast that got me started um, was called Confronting OJ. Oh, um, Kim oh. Goldman, the the sister of Ron Goldman that was murdered with Nicole. Yeah, she has a podcast this past year, and she talks to. Um, the lawyers of OJ. She talks to jurors. She talks wow. to witnesses, and all about her brother's case. Yeah, very intense. I'm gonna have to check that look, out. Look, Joe OJ is looking for the killer. Well, look, I watched that. I'm I'm dating myself, but I watched that because they they have cameras in the courtroom. Like I don't know if that was the first time, but they certainly that was sensationalized at the time, and like I was glued because I was actually pregnant. With, um, I was in uh, California when that happened because yeah. they, they had, so I stayed at home and I, that's all I couldn't get enough. Like I they just were talking it. about like calling us out. I'm like, and, and they were like, no, that's not how that works. You can't send the Marine Corps out to do yeah police work in California. That's I'm gonna, uh, illegal. I'm gonna check that out though, Kim Coleman. Okay, I was gonna ask you what um, podcast that you listen to. So yeah, that's a good yeah, question. that's a good one. Um, and then there's actually one, it's called Man in the Window from the LA Times. Yes, that's, that's about the Golden, the Golden State Killer. That you is, two, I swear I'm, y'all should get married. <laughs> that is a good, no, the, I've heard, I listened to that, that is a y'all good like one. like the same shit. That's a good one. It was scary too, because like I was listening to it on my way to Nashville. <laughs> that's a seven hour drive, so I was able to like do most of it, and it was dark while I was driving, and <laughs> the first episode... I don't, I don't know if, if you guys, like, I when I drive long distances, I listen to podcasts more than anything. Yeah. And yeah, that's what I do when I'm at work. I'll make sure my doors are locked. I'll make sure my doors are locked. I won't, I won't, this sounds really bad, but I won't fully stop at stop signs if there's, like, no one around. Cause I, <laughs> Roll up. <laughs> Just keep it moving. But, so, oh, the first thing on that podcast is they talk about, like, and she gets up to change a channel, and she sees the eye staring back at her through the window. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Right, right. That's, that's an easy fix. That's when I draw down and put, like, 13 rounds through the window. Oh, gosh. Oh, that, my God. I know. It I was, know. It, it's, that's good, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, now, you what, was it a monster or was it a killer? What was it? It was a rape of kid. Like he didn't kill everyone, right. but he would rape them. And he was like, for forty years, he was getting off. No one could find him. Hmm. With the true crime knowledge, watch your back. That's right. You know what? Though I think that what at at some point, if either one of you ever have someone that disappears that you're in a relationship with, you both need to be brought in. And questioned by Nancy Grace because y'all did it. <laughs> that's, that's messed up. I, I'd be like, I'd love to hang with her. I'm well, we saying. got we got Stephen um, on the um, on the live chat, and Stephen actually has a podcast called um, Couple with Chaos. Yeah, where him and his wife do a podcast. He jokes about the same thing because <laughs> she watches the same kind of shows Look. about killing her husband, and he's like, you know, if I go missing. You know, like she was cleaning out room in the freezer the other day. <laughs> so what's that, that for? Right? 
that you can't get enough of it. True crime is like the 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 one that's the most um, the genre that has the most podcasts. They I have, hate it though. I love it. I can't. It's I like such an escape. Like it's it's it such is. a good escape. Like it it's, is. It Not really, for me though, because that's work. Other, listening to other people's tragedies right. is a great. No. I agree, I agree with that. The 100%. podcasts that I like the most are like yours, Drunkology, where you just getting on there and you shooting the shit, or a couple with Chaos, where he's getting on yeah. there. Uh, there's another one I start listening to, Blended in Perfectly. Yeah. It's another husband and wife where they get on there and just talk That's shit. That's a good one too. That's what I like because I don't want to hear crime because I'm at work dealing with crime. And look, they had a crime yeah. con spinoff of the crime, but just because there's so many podcasts in the true crime genre, they had their own convention. You I know, believe it. That's so. That's I'd love to go. They had one in New Orleans, and I didn't get to go, but it was outrageous. Though it was like the ticket price for the weekend was upwards of three, four hundred dollars, and then the uh, of course the event rate hotels. Was outrageous. I was like, you know what? I go down there all the time. I'm not. Mm, it's a lot. I also like the documentary. The documentary uh, podcast as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Oprah has uh, has a good one that she hasn't done for almost a year, um, but it's called Oprah's Masterclass, and she interviews all of these high people: Alicia Keys, Justin Timberlake, Shaquille O'Neal, uh-huh. um, Steve Harvey. Like, Are they talking about murder? No, it's all about like the documentary of their life and how they became successful mm. and how they oh. give back to others and how. That's cool. like I like the documentary ones as well, and um, Oprah's is really good. Yeah, she's that's um, she's from Mississippi as well. Who that? Oprah. I'm from Mississippi, so shout out to Mississippi. I don't think she claims it because uh, I think the, her older. Life she was in Chicago. Uh, well, she did end up in Chicago, but I think Tennessee, maybe or Chicago. Mm. I'm not sure, but anyway, I went, I don't claim Mississippi either. So I feel like I'm. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm. You don't claim Tennessee. Well, no, you're not from Tennessee. Why would you claim I said Tennessee? Mississippi? Oh, I yeah. feel like I'm drinking more than Nick. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> <laughs> he said you are. <laughs> That's not right. But um, why? Okay, tell us your favorite podcast, and I'll tell you. My crazy mm. ones. I my favorite podcast? Yes. Is that what you asked? Yes. So my favorite podcast is actually called The Morning Toast. Okay. Um, they, live stream on, they live stream on YouTube every day um, at 9.30 Eastern. I'm sorry, 10.30 Eastern, 9.30 Central. Um, and they are the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Oh. So it's literally all pop culture. Like it's no, it's no new. Like mine is more... Like it, it's booze, food, news, and pop culture. Where theirs is all pop culture, and they have like the Bachelor contestants on sometimes, and they talk about um, like pop pop culture news, and then they will um, recap like Real Housewives, um, Kardashians. It's, it's all pop culture, and I listen to that every morning. Okay. Um, at nine thirty. Well, um, but I, there I, are. I heard you talking a couple of weeks ago when you was talking about um, Taylor Swift's documentary. I actually watched that. I don't know why, but I just did. I, I, I was at home one day. I was off. I have daughters. Maybe that's why. Maybe. But I watched it. What was your take on it? Um, I just thought she was, like, playing the victim too much. With what? I, I never saw it. So, uh, 
There was a song that came out with um. Don't get me started on the whole <laughs> Kanye West, Kim Kardashian, Taylor Swift shit because I would go off. I listened to that episode. That's what Are I'm talking so- about. Okay, so what what's her name that you were arguing with? Uh, my good friend. Uh, so, so normally my podcast is usually I always want to do different guests, but my friend Casey. She's been coming on like a lot. Yeah, like, she's been on there a, a couple episodes. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, and one of the episodes we got into the whole debate yes. about Taylor Swift. I thought y'all were about Kim to fight and Kanye. <laughs> oh, I was like, she whooped my ass. She really did. After <laughs> but, I was like, this podcast about yeah, to take a, a turn. Such a good debate, though. Like, and I'm not sure if you guys are aware of the pop culture debate between them or not. Yes, because, well, it started with him running up on stage, fucking with her at the music awards or whatever, saying that Beyonce deserved album of the year and all this shit. So he, yeah. he, he wrote a song and I'm, I'm on your side with this because I guarantee you that he didn't say in this phone call, of course it's conveniently left out that he's going to call her a bitch. Yes. I guarantee you she would not have been okay with that. No. He, he probably and called it, up and, and said, I, hey, I got this song. You're in the lyrics. You know, I'm talking about you. It's all good. It's cool. It's whatever. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Not a problem. He absolutely did not say he was going to fuck Taylor Swift. So new a new video just got released this past week about the whole thing. Like, it's like gasoline was added to the fire about it mm-hmm. because and we'll, we'll be talking about this on my next episode next friday <laughs> um but um it, the full video came out because the kid the video that kim kardashian released and that's something that i tell, tell everyone is i am a kardashian fan i like i love them all but i believe they're wrong so the initially kim kardashian retaliated because she felt that taylor was just using the victim card all the time and she released Snapchat videos, but they didn't tell the whole story. Right. And Kanye called her and talked about the lyrics about, you know, I think she still owes me sex and I made that girl famous. And she, in the Snapchat video, she was like, yeah, that's totally fine. But then he came up with a song that said, I made that bitch famous. Yeah, well, that's not what was agreed upon. That's not what Taylor said was okay. And, you know, all these people my age who aren't as smart as me are, <laughs> are she should just be happy that she was in a song or um, she needs to just get over it. That isn't what was, what was agreed upon. And I'm not sure if it's because of, you know, what I do for a living that, you know, every single thing is legally binded and every single thing it has, you know, small terms and conditions. She said yes to girl not bitch. Right. So that that uh, is no longer that that is no long that approval is no longer valid because you changed the terms. Well there's a difference between calling upon. someone a girl and a bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like if you're friends with somebody and you call them a bitch, hey bitch, you stupid. If it's someone that you're not friendly with and you be like, bitch, you stupid, that that's a totally different the construct. Are, are my friends, yeah, it's f- time it is. to fight. Right. Because me and my friends say, bitch, what are you talking about? Right. What are you talking about, bitch? Right. Like, but that if it's, bitch. That, you know, like, I tell my other friend about yeah. this friend. That bitch just said, blah, 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 blah. But if it's not somebody you're friends with, you're right. not going to let them call you a bitch. Right. Because it's a derogatory. That's right. 
think. And I think it's intention. It's yeah. the intention behind. Yeah. But I thought her dad was the one who launched her into fame because he was on her uh, record label. No, I don't know nothing okay. about that. Okay. So um, Kim? Uh, no, Kim or Taylor? Taylor. Well, Taylor became big from a young age, just growing up singing. Okay. And being noticed and stuff. Right. She was like seven. She was young. She was like a teenager age. Yeah. And but then her yeah, dad must have bought into like the stock or something. I don't know something she, I read I don't about know that. What the hell are you talking I don't. About? I probably don't either. I probably just, you just making up shit. Over I probably there am. Now. I'm you sorry. don't know the Tay Tay story. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. You need to sit down. Be quiet, at bitch. You were, at first, I thought you were talking about Kim Kardashian. I was like, oh no, she was a hoe first. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> yeah, her and Ray J. Yeah, her and Ray J. Oh, that's the giving, sex tape. Yeah. yeah. Who's Ray J? Well, her, Randy's her, brother. Her last name did. Her last name did have some. Some weight from her father. Oh, for OJK. sure. Well, yeah. only you know, because of that, know. though. But no one knew who fuck Kim Kardashian right, was. Right, I knew the dad from the case, but no. I didn't know her. Yeah, no. Like you, everyone knew who Robert Kardashian was, but they right. didn't know who their kids were. Right. And then now she's all plastic butt and plastic <laughs> everything. It's just ridiculous. But she can put her name on anything and it'll sell like that. <laughs> no, no, I'm not buying it. Not me. <laughs> Keep yeah, your... so the Morning Toast is my is my favorite okay. podcast. Right. They're actually the inspiration of why I created one. Oh. Um, we're called we're a cult basically. We're called the Toasters. I like it. Hmm. I like it. Okay. Yeah. I like that. How about you? Like, what what are your guys' favorite ones to listen to? I mean, I know Dragology is number one, but what are like your <laughs> other ones? You know, below that? Well, <laughs> the one that got me wanting to podcast was Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. He's a comedian, mm-hmm. and um, his wife's not always on there, but when his wife would come on, it would just fucking make me laugh. Like, I like that dynamic. So I was like, you know what? I think me and April would have a good, that kind of same dynamic. <laughs> If we did a podcast, and that's what got me into it. Now we we started off a a different podcast, and it evolved to something else, and we changed it to what it is now. Right. But that's that's what got me started in on the podcast thing. Is is Bill Burr? Yeah. Without a doubt. What's yours? Y'all ready for mine? All right. So my very very favorite, and the only uh, I guess the only one that I guess I Patreon. Uh, is the higher side chats that's with Greg Carlwood? It's conspiracy. Um, Tinfoil hat with Sam Tripoli. He's a comedian slash podcast. We, no, we said one. You're oh, most I'm favorite. sorry. Okay, the higher side chats. I'm sorry. The higher side chats. God, I'm sorry. By by box one twenty five. By what? Is it the the uh, fireside chats with, with box one twenty five? That's no. what we're talking about. No, this is the higher side chats. Like high because he smokes oh. weed. He's sm- but it's a play off. It's a play off the fireside chats, and it's you know the con- the fresh conversation. And so they, he's high when he's on his podcast. I well, I don't know if he is high, but he definitely is a proponent of smoking weed. Hmm. But, oh, so it's a it's a conspiracy theory um, he, podcast. Yes, and he has great like. Okay. Yeah, he's um, it's very well done. It's very well researched. He has um, he has guests on. So. Yeah, yeah this this woman inter, uh, interview. This type. woman right here, Nick, is all about some um, conspiracy theories. Yeah, he's worried about me. Um, really? Oh yeah, yeah, she's X Files, Bigfoot, <laughs> UFOs. 
everything all the way. It's it's ridiculous. So you know what podcast you might like? Oh, um, crime crime junkie actually has um, paranormal. Uh, they're, they're, yes, it's on Spotify only though. Is it? Wait, is it is it paranormal? No, supernatural. Yes. Yes. Supernatural. Yep. Y'all are ridiculous. I've already, I've already subscribed. <laughs> but thank I'm not, you. I've not listened to it yet. Oh, it's good. I love her voice. She has an amazing Is that the voice. one that they she's make fun great, of? She's a great storyteller. Oh, great. And then she puts her own little, little uh, attitude in there. I love it. I love it. It's great. So Which, Do you know she, work, she, she records with a Roadcaster Pro? What? Okay. No. Both of them. Oh my God! You look. Yep. She, uh, oh wow! I, I'm a fan though. I'm a fan. Now is she from Indiana? Yeah. yeah so um, she's from. She's the one from Indianapolis, and then her um, her co partner Britt lives in South Bend. Okay. All right. Do y'all listen to cereal? <laughs> <laughs> That one is so popular. That, they made fun of it on Saturday Night Live. That's how this all got started, though, right? That's the pioneer. Serial? Yes. Is that the, they're making fun of it? Yeah, that's okay, the all right. one. I'll listen to the original one. It's really good. With Santa Claus. But yeah, podcasts are, you know, they're everything for me now. I listen to them all the time. That's why I listen to at work. And, yeah. and most of them have live shows. So, like, the podcast is just a recording of their show on YouTube. Okay. I you can, like, so like, the morning toast goes live every day. If I'm ever off of work, I'll, like, watch it live. Or I'll, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll watch it at work on my phone. <laughs> yeah. um, I do, I do but you're phone. still working. Just oh get, yeah, yeah. Put that out there. Still um, work. Concentrating on work. Right. Right. Oh, of course. And then <clears throat> I don't know if this is there's a very risque podcast called Call Her Daddy. Oh. Ooh, what's that about? From Barstool. Two oh. chicks in New York and all they talk about is sex, literally. <laughs> oh. Okay. There's a there's a podcast called Getting Off, and it's about like it's not what you think it is. It's a it's true crime. It's, it's she's an attorney, and uh, it's really good. Jess, uh, can't remember her name, but there's really another good. one I listen to, but it's about they they um, do scary movies, and it's called Friday the Thirteenth. Is it good? Yes, yeah, very good. But they're all like um, I don't even know what, I don't know what the fuck you call it. They're fucking transsexuals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cross-dressers or whatever, yeah. but the shit is hilarious. And it's called Friday the 13th. And they do nothing but, like, the last one they did was, um, they were talking about Freddy. Yeah. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. And I was listening to that shit, and it was fucking hilarious. But I like shit where they talk about stuff, and, like, it's... What do you mean? Well, like, what's people interacting with each other. I don't like to hear the podcast where it's about stories. I'll see how... I like that, or where you learn something. I like that. Too. The only the only things that I like that are close to that would be like um, Dan Carlin's um, history podcast. I forget what it's called, but um, 
he does a really good job with that. And you didn't like it. You making fun of me. I was listening to it in the car <laughs> on the way back from the cruise. So. Well, I have to give it a chance. I'll try. They're, ha- they're having a, um, the Great Courses Plus is given a whole month free instead of their 14-month free trial because of the whole, you know, quarantine. Everybody self-quarantine, stay at home. And uh, that's, I, I signed up for that. That's actually proved to be pretty fun and entertaining and learning because um, I didn't pay attention to history in, in high school. So now I'm going back and I'm like relearning it. It's fun. You're trying to learn history now? Yeah. I am. That's funny. So, yeah, I mean, shit, I think we about just talked about everything. That's two hours and 23 minutes right yeah. there. Talked about Tiger King, Joe Exotic. I think that's the shortest I've talked in a long time. <laughs> oh, we're boring. I'm sorry. We're, we're old and boring. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, because I always talk so much. <laughs> well, I mean, we could talk. You know, I always got something. We could, we could talk about Tay-Tay some more, but, you know. What? My podcast, you, your guys are longer. Mine are always, like, the most, like, an hour and five minutes. Oh, Okay. That's because we get yeah, on here and long. rant. We get on here and rant and talk. Yeah, yeah but your your guys' rants are so like entertaining and fun, and you know all the commentary is it's like relatable. Like it's not, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. just like you're just ranting off about nothing. Like you're ranting off about a topic. Well, thank you. We we do have a rant about generally a rant a rant a rant. Are you talking about generally the the yeah, meal service the box meal kit? You gonna talk about them? Well, you interacted more than I did, but you gonna put them out there? <sighs> Should I? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's do it. Fuck it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All I know is that they will not deliver. So we we've had generally is a, the subscription meal service where they send you the ingredients in a box, which and, will probably never and, be a sponsor, and, and the recipes, <laughs> and you cook it. Well, we've been a member of that for like a year. So I guess mm-hmm. with all this COVID shit going on, they've get they've gotten a lot of subscribers sign up wanting to get the delivery service. Mm-hmm. So they send me emails saying, "Well, we're changing your date of delivery to the middle of the week, which is a Wednesday." And I'm like, "Well, that doesn't work for me. I don't want three, my meals on a Wednesday. Three meals on a Wednesday because four we, meals, four meals on a Wednesday because half of our crew, our family, yeah. is not well." Yeah, about half. It's not here every other Friday. Right. So I'm like, that doesn't work for me. I need it during the week. We really want it on Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday worked good because it was four meals. So that worked out perfectly. Yeah. But getting it on a Wednesday just doesn't work. And they're like, well, sorry, we're changing everything because, you know, we got new customers and they want their shit on a Tuesday and a Monday. (laughs) I'm like, well, fuck you. Like you were a loyal customer, right? Cancel. I don't want none of your but shit. But you then. can't call them because if you call them, yeah, you, when you try to, when you go to the website and look up the number, it says due to high call volumes because of COVID nineteen or whatever, we're not taking live calls. You have to do everything through email. So yeah. I had to interact with them completely through email. It was ridiculous. Right. We actually we. We do we do HelloFresh. Have you guys ever done HelloFresh? Yes, and I they're one of my favorites, but they're pretty high, expensive. Yeah, we got Are they? we got four kids. Right. 
Or well, there's five, five above us total. Five total, yeah. Three kids. So. But yeah, no, I HelloFresh is my favorite, and they were always good to us. But it got really, it got expensive, and then um, Robert loves to cook, so he likes to cook on his own as well. So it was like we were backed uh-huh. up on food, so we had to kind of uh, okay. cut that out. But maybe we could cut back. I'm thinking through this. Maybe we could cut back on our meals. Yeah, April doesn't cook. No, I don't. I do all the cooking. He's an amazing cook. I love I love to cook. Me too. <laughs> Most of the men in South Louisiana cook. They do. That's true. It's just a cultural thing. Right. And then I guess women from Mississippi don't learn how to cook. No, they probably do. I just... I just, I don't know. Cooking's never been You're like, pretty girls thing. don't have to cook. Well, it's not that. But but to be fair, when I first met you, and we talked about this before, like, I told you that I didn't know how to cook. Oh, yes. That's I, I actually said I don't cook. I was like, I don't cook. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, you said you said so, I do other things. I, yeah, I did say that. But so. anyway, you are like, it doesn't matter because I cook. I was like, all right, fine. That works. I cook. Mm-hmm. I cook perfect. Exactly. Right, perfect. Exactly. Like, I know so how to cook. It all works out in the end. Right. You know? Um, She's but, like all like nervous to tell you, and she tells you, and you're like. No, you're she like, wasn't nervous at all. She just. That's, that's fine. No, she <laughs> wasn't nervous because, look, this is a girl that's been pretty from day one. So she's used to getting everything she wanted. So. <laughs> Well, that's what you sized me up as. Like, you didn't even know me when you, like, made all these I knew assumptions. You. I, knew, I knew your type. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. I was right. Anyway. Yeah, he was a big asshole when I first met him. I was like, this guy is the biggest asshole. He talked to everybody but me. And we're, cause that's, I was, that's the point. Yeah, because I, I was waiting tables when he walked when he came in. It's all a game. It's just a big game. It is. So it is. Mm-hmm. Such a game. It's a game. Make her, make her feel like, I don't need to talk to her. And then she was wanting to talk to me. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Yeah. I, I hate the game, but I'm good at the game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You got to know how to play it. <laughs> now, I, don't think any, I don't think anyone likes the game. Right. You become good at it. Right. You got to play like, the game. I am glad I don't have to play it anymore. I'm, I like being married. I, I couldn't deal with the, the way that date is now. It's all yeah. app and swiping. Yeah. And, like, oh. I just how couldn't. How long have you guys been together? Ten years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, like everything now is like, oh, I gotta leave them on red for thirty eight <laughs> minutes because they left me on red for thirty five. What's gotta, leaving them on know, red? I, what is that? That is that's the the girls t- say that all the time. I, I'm still on red. What the fuck is that? I don't even know what that is. What is red? Do you have an iPhone? Yeah. <laughs> you can set to like. So I have an iPhone. So if you text me, I can set it to if it'll show you if I read your message or not. Right. Oh, read, read them if you read <laughs> right. the message. Okay. I thought y'all were talking about like an app, yeah. like they were in the red zone or something. No. Oh. I left them unread. I left them unread. Okay. Unread. Okay. Right. Right. I've had a few drinks. You got to realize I've had about <laughs> six beers and a couple glasses of cognac. So. Oh, this is this is Holy funny. shit. I would have been on the ground. <laughs> we do this every other Saturday. So. It was so funny because last last week was my first weekend, like full weekend of quarantine. So I was FaceTiming 
uh, my coworkers because they just moved in in a new apartment complex right above each other. Um, they're both going through a divorce. So, you know, that they're like close now. And I was FaceTiming them and I got off FaceTime and I, I drank so much by myself. I didn't even, I got, it just like, it hits you. It's like, holy <laughs> shit, I'm at home alone on the Saturday night and I'm wasted. Well, let me give you a little secret. Go to GNC and buy you some stuff called L-glutamine. It's L-glutamine. And it's a supplement. Mm-hmm. This this glutamine is produced in your liver. So when uh-huh. you drink, the glutamine is depleted from your liver, and that's what causes you to feel hungover. Now, it doesn't stop you from getting drunk, but it helps to lessen the effects of being hungover the next morning. And we pound uh-huh. this shit when we drink because we're old as fuck. Right. <laughs> and it takes us a long time to recover. So if you get this glutam- uh-huh. L-glutamine and you take it through... You take it before you start drinking, and you take it throughout the time that you are drinking. And when you, you'll you still be drunk when you wake up the next day, but you won't have that I'm sick, I don't feel good feeling. Like you can get up and do okay. shit, like, and everything feels yeah. fine. That's the worst now is like, you know, if you drink on a Saturday, your whole Sunday is wasted. You still oh, feel yeah. like shit on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Right, because you're yes. recovering. Yes. Yeah. I remember when, well, when I was, you know, in my twenties, when when I was in the Marine Corps, we would we would go drink on a fucking Tuesday and get drunk all night and get up and run six miles on Wednesday, like it was nothing. There's no fucking way I'd have to. I'd be like, I can't. I'm dying. I can't do it. I, I couldn't run the next day, and then y'all would throw up while you're running. How do you we throw, up, throw while up while you're running? While we were running, How do you throw up while you're running. You just throw up. They man. do say though that. One of the cures to a hangover is to sweat it out. Yeah, that's true. Get I've it out. That. I mean, I can remember Gunny saying, "God damn, it smells like alcohol." Not that I do that. I, not that I do that. I, I don't go to the gym, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Six miles. Right. Oh, yeah, we did that almost every day God. in the Marine Corps. But how do you fight? That was just a normal, average run. When I when I'm hungover and I'm throwing up, I just want to hug the toilet and lay on the ground of the the cold tile floor of the bathroom. I don't want to mm-hmm. get up and run and throw up. But you got to realize, I'm I mean, a, I was a, I was young and I was used to running every day. Yeah, true. That's I'm, I'm 24 and I'm still a baby when I have a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> I when I was 24, I could take it. I would. That wasn't a problem. Yeah, I, I mean, I and, and I, it wasn't. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, and, I could get up and drink and and drink the next day and it, uh, couldn't. Oh my couldn't, god! Uh-uh. <laughs> right? No. Have you guys ever heard of the the artist Enya? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So we're we're I that old. Her when I'm hungover. <laughs> yeah. When I listen to Enya, when I'm hungover, I listen to Enya. <laughs> if you come, if you, if you if you come in my room and you hear Enya on, you're that I'm hurting. What y'all talking about that on the last episode? <laughs> yes, they all yeah. of my friends because, like, like as an example, a couple weeks ago we were in Chicago for St. Patrick's Day, oh. which I did touch on my last podcast. And again, like every St. Patrick's Day, I never make it out for the second wing because I'm my hangover kicks in and I'm a baby. <laughs> So I I tend to I tend to go to the tile floor or by the yeah. bathroom or you know so washcloth on my head with my sound machine Aww. and they come in inside and I got my Anya on with my sound with my white sound machine. 
<laughs> now, what what does the Inya do for you? Like, put it's, you in a good so one state. of her songs. It's, it's all instrumental. There's no lyrics. Oh. I don't even. You might. It's called um, a day without rain. Okay, I'll, I hope you still have instru- in you. I, I want to put all, that on my it's playlist. all instrumental. Okay. Let me see. You've inspired me to put that on my... You, yeah. you should play like 10 seconds of it to give it... <laughs> this is so, I'm so lame, oh my God. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Is that it? Hmm... Is that the song? I can't hear it. Uh, really? You can't hear that? Yes, this is it. Oh. This is it. <laughs> that makes you feel better? That's nice. That, yep, on repeat with my with my water, <laughs> my washcloth, and my fan. Oh, that is the hangover cure. Have you, have you tried coconut water when you're hungover? No, most of the time I can't keep, to be 100% honest, when I'm hungover, I have a hard time keeping things down in general. Yeah. Like, it's almost scary because I'm always so afraid that I'm going to get too dehydrated, like that I can't fix it myself. I have to go, like, get, like, an IV. Yeah. You got to try coconut but, water. Yeah, like, I have, I have to, like, slowly drink the water throughout the day if I'm really hungover. Otherwise, yeah. I'll just throw it right back up. That's not, this is so nice, though. This would put me in a good mood anytime, I think. That would just make me mad. I don't, that, I don't know. That's just like, I want to punch somebody. This? Yeah. No, I love this. It's a very sad sounding. It's very, oh, it's a very depressing album. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, and but yeah, that yeah. Song, it, like I don't know I, what it is with that song, but just, just uh, the instrumental, the way I just pop it on and I... Uh, and I'll fall asleep every half hour, wake up, and it's still playing. And I don't know. It's just always what I've done. Puts you in that right frame of, you know. Well, I do know that sweet. when um, most of these songs are like um, classic, considered classics now. Yeah. They're played like on the- Lazy Days is one of my favorite of hers. Okay. I don't even know that. I, well, it's been so long, but like you just like. Re-energize me to listen to this because is I it all instrumental? It. Does she say anything? It's, no, yeah, it just that song is instrumental, but like Lazy Days, um, is that like with the, the monks chanting and shit like that? Does it sound like that? Or Wild Child? That's a good one. Okay. Capernaum is very dark. I'm writing this down. How about okay. how about the ones with the monks chanting? You know what I'm talking about? But it, I don't. Trying to find what oh, you're talking God. like on her album. No, not her. Are you? You're thinking it's not Enya. You're no. thinking of um. Oh, um, oh my God! Oh, yeah, yeah. it's like Gagarian monks chanting. It's uh, and it's put to music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was real big in the nineties. Oh, yeah. What is it? What did you say? Oh yeah, no, I've never heard of that. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Oh. oh, I can't think of the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. I forget who that was. They used to have the compilation CDs that would play on the uh, yes, the TV. Yes, it was played on the radio. Yeah. It's like Sasswa, Sasswa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I can't remember. I was so drunk in the '90s. 
I was not worried about music at all. I was worried about chasing women. What was that? That was like. I can't remember. You're going to make me try to find it. Ew. Enigma. Enigma. There you go. Sadness. Yes. Who said that? There it is. There it is. There you go, Nick. That's what you need to listen to when you get drunk. I've never heard of it. Come on. That was big in the back in the day. He's, he's yeah, way younger than us. I know, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not basically, even like... basically, they're chanting, me and April are old as shit. That's what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's Alex's age, so yeah, yeah you know, yeah, we could be your parents. <laughs> <laughs> We're that old. That's funny, but no, that just—that's the y'all same are, same time frame as Inya. Y'all, yo, you guys remind me a lot of my parents. My parents are <laughs> fun. Like I go out with my parents. Oh, like we go, we have a great time. Well, I mainly go out with them because they buy me my drinks and stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a good reason, though. <laughs> no, but like, are like, and my parents like this is gonna be weird. My parents actually divorced, but it, they're 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 friends. So like, oh, okay, um, we'll, like we'll all like my mom hangs out with his cousins. Like they're still like best friends. So like we always go out, and then we'll always like meet up at the local pub that we always go to with my dad and his coworkers. Like we're just one big like group. It's so fun. Well, that's like. Alex is my stepdaughter. It's April's daughter, mm-hmm. but um, uh-huh. we got with her like when she graduated yeah. undergrad. We went out with them and went to what was oh, Southern yeah. Prohibition yeah. Brewery, and we just got drunk all night. That's so much fun, and they they loved us. We like played their their games. Um, yeah, battle of the sexes. Yeah, and we won. That was fun. That was a good time. Y'all cheated. No. Good time, but she wanted us to to hang out with her, right? Uh, right, which right. Was cool. we're the cool parents. <laughs> I, guess. I can see it. I can see oh, it. Oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> yeah. So, but Nick, I think that's about it, man. I want to thank you so much for coming on. And look, you got to have us on your show. We absolutely <laughs> yeah, want to do drunkology. Yeah, we can get you. Yes, I would love to have you guys on. Honestly, okay. that'd be it'd be so fun. But you've got to drink more if we're going to do it's drunkology yeah. for God's sake. <laughs> right, it's in the name. In the I name. can't be the drunkest one on drunkology. <laughs> I'll have to send you like the topics and have to do all the research on hey. on all the Kardashians and shit. <laughs> right, right. Well, Make I, I've that. watched a few of the shows. Wait, I can we do one on hey, Nancy Grace, please? Can wait, we? I do know that, that <laughs> I do know that Kim and what's her name got in a fight. Oh, okay. Courtney. Yeah. Oh, didn't they get in a big you know duke out? Do a fight? Something she don't want to do the show no more. You should watch that, but you should watch the show. It's on every Thursday now. Well, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> I'll watch it for research. But I did see on the internet that they, they were fighting. Like, Kim beat her ass. She what? punched her. Oh, yeah. they fought, fought. Okay. Yeah, they oh, fought, fought. Okay. Oh, oh. Like their, oh, their sister, Chloe, had to get, like, in the middle. Yes. Whoa. Like, it was intense. Oh, whoa. Like, she punched her in the fucking face. Like, <laughs> like 
Courtney started, she threw like a fucking water bottle yeah. at her. I guess she thought Kim I was going to be. I was love gonna, Courtney. I love Courtney's Courtney. the prettiest one, if you ask me. Um, I like Chloe. I think Chloe is so pretty. She is, since she lost the weight. She is pretty. Yeah. You, do you think she's OJ's daughter? Oh, what? I don't, I don't know. What? I don't think she's OJ's. People, people, I don't think she's OJ's daughter, but she, her dad is not not the Kardashian dude. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, she's so that's look at biggest, look at her. That's okay, the biggest conspiracy theory in Hollywood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, even I did, know that. Where was I? Yeah, where have I been? Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. I don't yeah, know if OJ's her. Of them. Yeah, she's Whoa. she's bigger in stature yeah. and frame. Yeah, I like. I mean, she's got big ass, little waist. Yeah, and big boobies. That's that's what I like. Yeah, you all know. Right. All right, all right. Um, but she's definitely got a different dad than the other two because they look alike. The yeah. other two. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. have to look into that. Wow. And see, that's that could be what we talk about on drunk college. Okay. Next. I like it. Oh, Casey would love to get into that. <laughs> Let's do it. Sounds like a date. I'm all for it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. This is such a fun you know, conversation. It was. Yeah, absolutely. And look, make sure everyone checks out um, Drunkology wherever you get your podcast. You can find it on iTunes. That's where I listen to it. Um, you could probably just Google Drunkology. Um, Nicholas Rue is the host. And it's fucking hilarious. You got to check it out. Nick, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, we appreciate Nick. it. And um, make sure you get in touch with us because we absolutely want to come on Drunkology and do your show. Yes, 100%. Thank you okay. so much, sir. And you have a good night. You as well. Thank good you. Night. Bye-bye. Good night, morons. All right. That's us for another PM. Oh. Fuck your mother. You've been listening to the Louisiana Saturday Night Podcast. Join us next time. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter at LSN Podcast. And find us on Facebook at Louisiana Saturday Night Podcast. Every night until further notice. Go! Okay, bye now. Goodbye.